This podcast is powered by The Plug. I was like, that's my bro. I'm just going to humor this nigga till he get tired of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, first of all, we was recording on like Friday nights. And at the time when we first started recording, I had, you know, I was dealing with a little chick. And like Friday night for a single man, that's that's motherfucking prime time. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, we'll do this podcast thing. And, you know, I just figure after a couple... You know, I really thought after the first one, he just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> mm, damn, Q. Baby, you did that. What up, what up, what up, man? It's your boy, Shy. Shy versus everybody podcast. Voice of Detroit. Motherfucking podcast MVP in this motherfucker, man. What up, what up, what up, man? It's your boy, Shy. Shy versus everybody podcast. Ain't no competition for this. I don't see it, man. We got two vets in the game, man. Y'all some pioneers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these brothers started off podcasting. They had hair. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They had hair, man. You know what I'm saying? Most consistent podcast I know, man. They on episode 397 currently. Mm-hmm. They got uh, multiple shows. You know what I'm saying? You can catch Dame After Dark. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, this Weekend this week in Culture. Yep, yep. Uh, Shop Talk Podcast, man. We got they some Cast Tech alums. So I know my producer probably don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got a... Uh, Mr. Don't Text Him with the Green Bubbles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jay Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And we got the liquor store legend. Yeah. Damn, going wild, man. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? It's been a long time, man. Man, yeah. it's been a minute. We ain't seen you since what? The the summit. Yeah. Yep. In October. That was that went well. And uh man, just happy to be here, dog. Yeah. No, for sure. We talked about it for a minute. Yep. And it's all happened from me stumbling to you <laughs> randomly as hell at five below one day. <laughs> you know, for cool, sure. carrying kids along with yep, us. Yo, 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 yep. Seeing him at uh, five below. First time I uh, ran to Jay Johnson was uh me doing the show with the twins. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? But y'all was one of the podcasts I was looking at when i was studying when i was trying to start my own so it was y'all the twins and stuff and y'all two been the most consistent i've seen out here you know what i'm saying so i appreciate y'all for having me on y'all platform and you know i'm saying tell my little story a little bit hey man we appreciate being here it's all uh it's all love man once we made the connection yeah you know even though you're on the east side yeah that's what i said he came to the east side i said it got dark as soon as he got hey man we have blessed i mean it's sunday so y'all needed a blessing the lord don't (laughs) sign the lord don't shine the sun on 94 i'm glad i'm in front of the green sign man that's important for sure yeah yeah. i was looking for as soon as i came in (laughs) you already know man but we start every episode with salute me while i'm here you know, we, we wait for people to pass away before we give them their flowers. But it can't be an easy answer. It can't be kids. It can't be parents. You know what I'm saying? It can't be nobody you mess with, you know what I'm saying, as far as relationship-wise. It got to be somebody out there, easy answer. So, got somebody you want to go ahead and shine some light to? Man, salute me while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, listen, yeah, I want to salute uh, the good brother Raphael Wright or Farrell mm-hmm. um, for opening up Neighborhood Grocery. For sure. So, um, we met. Well, I just saw him tweet, I don't know, this must be 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet about somebody trying to open up a grocery store in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And we reached out, um, we're like, yo, man, we should have him on the show. And he came back on the show when we were still, like, in our first studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, we built a relationship, and, like, he's just a solid brother. And he literally took an idea from nothing to they just had their grand opening on the 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, the store is open. On the east side, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that's five hundred meters deep, but yep. like, man, yeah. that's, I mean, it's such an uh, amazing, uh, amazing thing to take something that used to be like a neighborhood um, convenience or a liquor store and turn that into 
um, a grocery store, man. Mm-hmm. So, like, he need all the love and appreciation and the shout-outs that he can get because that's amazing. No, that's Absolutely. definitely dope. Yeah, shout-out to him for sure. Absolutely. If I got to give somebody their flowers, man, I'm going to salute uh, our homegirl, Crystal White. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal has W by Crystal White athleisure wear. And I remember the first time we had Crystal on the show, she bought us some T-shirts mm-hmm. that she had printed up. And I don't never want to knock nobody hustle because I ain't never had no clothing line. I ain't never printed one T-shirt in my life. For sure. But to see her progression from printing the shirts, she tried her own uh offset i don't want to say offset but like she was doing some other stuff with the sweaters and and things of that nature and then she kind of like ventured into the athleisure wear with her uh journey and just to see that like she's building a huge brand off Mm. of that Mm. it's just amazing to watch and along with that she got her few different podcasts uh you know, she doing a personal training and she she living her work. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like she talked about, you know, being a, a heavier woman, you know, getting into the gym for for health reasons. And uh, she made it happen. So man. shout out to her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Salute, salute, salute. But uh, usually I go into the, you know, saying episode asking about your year and stuff like that. But um, I'm going to start off 12-1-2017 episode celebration of life. You know what I'm saying? I know uh, it's been, what, around this time, probably a little tough. And ju- you know what I'm saying? It's been six years since your OG, your mom passed mm-hmm. away, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's something, unfortunately, all three of us have in common. You know what I'm saying? We all lost our our, our, our mothers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I just want to, you know what I'm saying, ask you, how are you doing? Is everything okay as far as, like, you know what I'm saying? Around this time, it got to be a little tough, man, because, uh, you know, it's the holidays and yeah, stuff like sure. that. So, you know, I just want to make sure and check on you and see if you everything good with you. Oh, well, first, I appreciate that, my brother. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. So my mom passed away six years ago on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the day before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. um, in uh, 2017. Um, so like holidays have been a little bit different. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So um, Thanksgiving's have been a little bit different. However, every year um, you kind of learn to, you know what I'm saying? You learn to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting about that episode, December 1st. So like we haven't missed an episode. Mm-hmm. So when that actually happened, um, we had something in a stash. Mm. So like we, we didn't technically record that week. Mm. Like I came in, we had an episode already pre-recorded and I just said like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes or something, but I didn't talk about it. Yeah. And we put that up there. So like that episode, December 1st was like the first time after that was the first time I had told everybody about it mm-hmm. or that we had, or technically the first week that we wasn't together on a Friday, like recording, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, um, that was a pretty interesting episode. No, man. for sure. Yeah. It was ended up being a really good episode, right? <laughs> but like voice was cracking yeah, and like, like it was it was, a, it was a it was an emotional episode for yeah, sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So how do you yeah. do it now? Like the, the holidays are you are you like are you celebrating? Are you like kinda like I really don't care? No, I still celebrate. You know what I'm saying? Thanksgiving was always a good thing. I and mean, it was usually at our house, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Especially when mine got ill for for years. So like Thanksgiving, everybody was at our house mm-hmm. anyway. So it's like and she was big on family, so I was like, we can't like not celebrate. Yeah. Um, but it do be different. I spent a little bit more time at the crib. For sure. Yeah. What about you, Dan? What do you remember about that? Uh, about that? Um, that episode. The crazy thing is when I I text Jay the day his mom's passed. Like mm-hmm. I knew everything that was going on, mm-hmm. and I remember texting him to check in on him, and he told me she had just made her transition. Yeah. And I knew how tough that was, and like. 
you know, I don't never want to get shit twisted. Like me and Jay was friends before mm. we ever started podcasting. Mm-hmm. So like, this has always been like my man's. Yeah. So I kind of knew what space, you know, he was in. Cause I lost my mother shit back in 13, yeah. January of 13, like le- legit, like right after Christmas. So I can understand, you know, being in that space and how like the holidays can, can make it tougher. Mm-hmm. And it's always, it's always been love and support. Like me and Jay, we've never like, you know, I know a lot of niggas fall out, you yeah. know, talk crazy to each other, but like, that's never been our relationship. So mm-hmm. like I was always there for him in terms of like, you know, moral support and whatever I could do to be there. And as me and Jay have done the podcast and even grown as friends, like his brother has become like my man's, his people have become my people. So mm-hmm. like, we always there for each other, good, bad, ups or downs. Like this is my brother. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just wild. Cause you say 2013, my mom passed away in 2012, mm. uh, April 2nd. So everybody thought it was a joke. <laughs> like, oh, how you going to try playing a joke today after, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, listen, bro, I don't play about, you know, saying no, no death or whatever. But yeah, you gotta appreciate those times you do get to spend with your mothers, your grandmothers, your, shit, your kids. Cause you, shit, you never know what today, you know, what I'm saying what's going and on. I, I tell a nigga in a minute, man. Heaven is at the feet of your mother, and as you know, as niggas in the city that you know, if I see them that's on site, that I wouldn't wish that hurt on, mm-hmm. because like there's nothing, nothing in life that'll prepare you for the emptiness of losing a parent. Like I lost man. both. I've lost both my yeah, parents. Too, yeah. So like some days, like my nigga, it, it may sound wild to niggas, but like dog, I feel like an orphan. Yeah. Like even though I've been grown, living on my own since I was like 18, 19, you know, you st- that safety net that your parents provide, <laughs> even real. just being there, yeah. if it's just support, somebody you can talk to, like not having that. And then like my like I got an uncle that's my dad's brother, but that nigga crazier than a motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I can't lean on that nigga for like no advice or support. I got some other relatives, like I got a you know, cousins, but they like on the east coast and shit. Mm-hmm. So like I don't have nobody locally that I can just like tap into, mm-hmm. you know, when I need somebody. So like a lot of that shit, man. Like, I tell my kids all the time, I was like, I don't ask nobody for no advice. I don't answer to nobody because if shit hit the fan, mm-hmm. the, the shit fall on me. No, so, like, sure. I don't talk to nobody but God yeah. and me and him figure it out. That's yeah. it. It's crazy you say that, but it feel like an orphan because I, I, I can really, you know what I'm saying, understand where you're coming from on that. Because, like, I told my brother, my mom and my dad, you know, my, my dad passed when I was 13, mom when I was like 24, 25. So it's like now That's so young bro Yeah you gotta make sure Everything you do is correct Cause you ain't got You know you fuck up You can always go back to mom's house Like damn I fucked up I need to come back And stay with you for a couple months Now when you fuck up It's like nigga Who the fuck I'm gonna go with If yeah. anything go wrong Nowhere <laughs> Streets <laughs> Streets <laughs> So you gotta make sure You're on point man That come to working Taking care of your business Everything gotta be on point Cause like I said You ain't got that That person to fall back on That shit turn you to A real fucking adult I mean and I don't care How grown you is mm-hmm. Like when you When you know like nigga, I know if my like my furnace last year went out day before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I know the kids coming over tomorrow. I gotta figure something to fuck out, <laughs> nigga. I done bought Christmas gifts. Yeah. I, it ain't like I'm sitting on a shit ton of money. Yeah, I yeah. gotta figure something to fuck out because the house can't be. I nigga, I woke up house sixty five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we middle of December. I, the kids coming by for dinner and to pick you up can these gifts. You out by yourself, but the kids ain't having no. Nah. And, and that be the thing. Like you just gotta, you just gotta figure that shit the fuck out. And I always say, 
because my oldest child is 20 mm. and I'm trying to impress upon him about the importance of being a man is that when you a man nobody gives a fuck no. nobody gives a fuck if you an able bodied man <laughs> niggas looking at you like well why, why the fuck you ain't yeah. do something about it because I don't know what the fuck to do you know I ain't got you, you want to say that you got all the answers and you got everything figured out but you don't mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but like you the head of your family. You the head of your household. They looking at you like everybody <laughs> is looking at you to like, what, what the fuck do? you going to do? Exactly. And you got to figure that shit the fuck out. And, re- and regardless of how the decision lay, I used to think my dad was the meanest motherfucker in the world. And he had this, he had this saying like, I don't do what's fair. I do what's right. Yeah. And I used to be like, but nigga, that shit ain't, it ain't fair. <laughs> yeah. But like when you the man of your house, like that's how it go. Like, Look, I tell the kids all the time, like I'm not with I'm not with your mama. I don't have to consult her about shit. Mm-hmm. When I make decisions up over here, that's the decision. Mm-hmm. When I say some shit gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Or if I say it ain't gonna happen, it ain't that's gonna it. Happen. And yeah. that's just the end of it. For sure. You can call your mama if you want to. I don't fuck her. I don't live with her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I gotta tell mama. I tell I see your mama calling. I don't even pick up. I just I just wait till the phone stop. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Call your mom. I, don't give a fuck. I ain't fucked her in a, in a decade. I don't give a fuck what she got to say. I don't cater to no bitches. I don't fuck. Shit. Oh, oh, but what you about to say, uh, uh, Jay? Man, I was gonna say one other thing, man. <laughs> one thing about that particular episode, which kind of changed, at least in my eyes, uh, the pod and how we kind of interact, is because, um, like I think I have become a professional at. Um, given the appearance that I'm sharing, but mm-hmm. not actually sharing any mm-hmm. real information. Mm-hmm. But on that particular episode, like we really did share, yeah. you know what I'm saying about my personal life and and things of that nature. And then like so many people reached out and 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 and, and sent messages and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, you know what? Like these folks actually do take time out of their week every every week and yeah. listen to whatnot. So it's like. They do know you a little bit. Yeah. They don't, but they do. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like um, I had a little bit more of a path to like open up and share stuff. So, yeah. like, I mean, Dame is going through different things on the show that some of it is like, yo, they've been along this journey with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so that personal mm-hmm. thing is, you know, kind of like what kind of opened up that lane for me for sure. Without the podcast, would it have been a little, you know, saying harder on you to deal with that whole losing your mom? Man. Yeah, I think in ge- life in general would be a little bit more difficult yeah. without the podcast because regardless of what people say, like it's one hundred percent therapy for me. Oh yeah, for sure. All the stuff that I got trapped inside of me or my thoughts and opinions on different things, like I gotta that shit gotta get out so I can be normal again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how else how else do you get that yeah. get that information out? For sure, no, you do, you do, because it's it's only so much talking you can do if you got you know saying a, a wife or a girlfriend or yeah. you know saying it's only so much you can. This you should can say. Been, <laughs> this should have been so, such an outlet and like you know relatively we've been single like since we've been doing the podcast mm-hmm. and shit. So I mean, I nigga, I don't go home to no, I ain't, I ain't got no live in. I don't go home to no wife. Like nigga, I get my shit off yeah. and. That's how that's how like I express it. I don't have nobody to to vent, and I ain't crying about it. But yeah. I ain't got nobody to necessarily vent to or talk about my day or talk about my week. I see yeah. this nigga, and like we, you know, we get to spilling. Yeah, yeah. Now you saying that y'all don't live with anybody? How quick do y'all kick somebody out your house when y'all sleep with them? Ooh. <laughs> 
Shit. <laughs> like, y'all just. Well, we started the podcast. I live with a woman. Because <laughs> okay. you're like, hey, we all, yo, I don't. Like, so, we, <laughs> we was recording from the house that I, I cohabitated in, but, you know. So, podcast, life happens, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I've, I've lived with only two women in my life okay. uh, my ex wife, and then I did, and one other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, kicking out. It just really depends on the relationship. <laughs> we were talking about, like, getting our, we, off camera, we were talking about, you know, first apartment, and you can't wait to kiss somebody else. So then it had me just thinking. Y'all said, you know, y'all have been kind of like singles since y'all started the pod. So it was like, hey. For the most <laughs> for the most part, I like, even though I be, like, on some wild shit, for the most part, I will be a gentleman about shit. And, like, if you want to stay the night, that's fine. Now, I'm going to give you two scenarios of some wild shit. Because I got this one chick that I used to fuck on. And I mean, nigga, the bitch beautiful. Yeah. The bitch is be- like beautiful. She looked like a thick ass version of Rihanna. And I always wanted her to stay tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always wanted this bitch. I always wanted her to stay. But she had this thing where like she was married. Like when we first started kicking it, and then she like was going through a separation. But like, nigga, she do this thing. And I and I hate it to death. Like, I like to smoke and and get my shit off with mm-hmm. a lady. So, like, but after I smoke and we fuck, like, nigga, I'm in a coma. Mm-hmm. So, she would, like, set me up. She don't smoke, but she would, like, set me up. Like, nah, go smoke another one. So, now I'm higher than a light bill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we fuck, and then, like, three, four in the morning, she leaving out in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So, I wake up at, like, seven, and I'm like, where the fuck the bitch at? <laughs> she gone. Oh, my she, shit gone, too. <laughs> No, my but she, she was good folks but then I did have this incident once like dog I wanted this it was a, you know the chick alright you went on a date with her too oh shit yeah. <laughs> oh I know who you're talking about but she came over to my house we did our thing and I had my kids there mm-hmm. which is not like necessarily a big deal mm-hmm. but like my bedroom is downstairs the kids rooms is upstairs so like I can get company in and out without no thing but like for her, I needed her to leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she told me flat out, she's like, "I'm not leaving." Yeah. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> she she was like, she's like, "I'm a lady. Mm-hmm. It's such and such at night. I'm not leaving." Mm-hmm. I said, "You understand that if you stay here, you're never coming back here again." Mm-hmm. And she was just like, "We'll we'll see about it." Yeah. And she proceeded like not to leave the, Yo, the entire weird, night. That's weird, dog. <laughs> like. That's just so fucking weird because I'm never staying somewhere that I don't, yeah. I'm not welcome. Yeah, all right, right? I, it was like I had something to do early as fuck. And like, you know, most people don't want to wake up four or five in the morning if they ain't got to. Yeah. But she was just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying tonight. I don't care about your person. I mean, damn, this sound fucked up. But like, <laughs> yo, I'm a lady. Like, that's not, like, that don't got shit to you do with. You wasn't a lady when you left out your house at 1130. <laughs> like, that don't got nothing nope. to do with nothing, yeah. right? You weren't a lady when I called you at eleven thirty, and you came up over here knowing what time it was. Like this was just supposed to be <laughs> yeah, for sure. a little bit of a romp, and yeah. then you just go home. You yeah. trying to make it look like it ain't what it is. It is that <laughs> you know this. what it was. This way it is, and this way. In fact, I'm comfortable asking you to leave afterwards, so you know what the time it is. And shit. Have, have you ever used the podcast to get out something? Not even necessarily women, just oh, family no. and shit. Fuck like yeah. fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. First of all, it's every Friday. It's every Friday. <laughs> like I we don't like that's the day that we record. So mm-hmm. like you know, I always use that's the number one. Like it's it's Friday. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I got the pod. Yeah. Cause le- legitimately I got the pod on Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm sorry. 
Or like, oh, I think I got a session that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, man we got, got some guests coming through. I got it. Yeah, I, I got to get about it. I got to get about it. Yeah, but other than that, you know what I'm saying? How have y'all year been? You know what I'm saying? As far as ups and downs, like, you know, the year almost over with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about to be December. Like, how how the year been for y'all? Personally uh, and with the podcast. With the pod, man, it's uh, it's been a challenging year. You know what I'm saying? We've definitely had some ups and downs business-wise. Uh, but I'll be honest, man, just I won't even call it a fluke. Like, God's timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. And we had a very unique opportunity come to us about a month ago uh, that's going to probably change the face of the podcast moving forward. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. uh, 2024 is looking completely optimistic it's it's a huge opportunity especially if it works out the way that we envision that it's going to work mm-hmm. so i mean i'm i'm excited to see you know what's to come in terms of personally man it's just been you know just life challenges you know i i deal with some serious health issues and i'm trying to work out mm-hmm. you know i'm a, i'm a father of a bunch of kids man like you know watching my kids at completely different stages in their lives and you know what that requires you know my i was just sitting here joking about like my oldest girl she turned 18 next month Mm -hmm. you know that's that's my baby she going off to college next year like nigga i'm probably more worried about that shit (laughs) than than anybody because like you know that's that's my baby girl and i you know just how to I can I can protect her mm. on on the west side. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Can't nothing can't nothing get can't a lot of shit get past me. Mm. But like when she away on somebody else's campus trying mm. to figure out her life and maneuvering and dating, you know, those are the things that I worry about cuz she don't do a lot of dating right now. She has a lot of uh, strong thoughts about men and how dating is supposed to be and like I wonder some, where she get that from. No, I raised her wrong. I raised her wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, I spoiled her when I shouldn't have. I should have told her no more in life. Like, I raised her wrong. Mm-hmm. And now she going off into the world thinking that the world, she stands in the middle and the yeah. planets move around her. Yeah. And, like, that's not the way that the world really works. Mm-hmm. And she going to have a rude awakening. So, I mean, just being a father, a man, shit, man, dating after 40 is wild than a motherfucker i'm you know nigga i do want to get married and settle down and look for love but nigga that shit crazy as fuck too <laughs> no, so, sure. so i mean it's it's you know i'm Hell, dating after 40 is wild <laughs> that's crazy that i even say that out loud because like damn nigga i'm over 40 yeah. you feel me? but it is though but i'm just you know what man at the end of it God is great. And I'm thankful that I made it another year. I'm thankful that he's blessed me. You know, I look at my life and it's a lot of shit going on, shit that I don't even know how I'm going to handle. But like I said, man, I, I say my prayers. I put one foot in front of the other. And as long as I can get out of the bed, I still got another chance. So, yep, yep. you know, I take it I take it how it comes. Yep. What about you, Jay, this year? Um, it's been uh, professionally or podcast-wise, I mean, it's been a pretty interesting year. Uh, ups and downs, of course. Um, but like Dame said, really optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a really good opportunity uh, with Shop Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a lot of growth with um, This Week in Culture yeah. um, this year. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. And, um, and, you know, I've just been doing a lot of different things in the media space and just trying to figure things out and, mm-hmm. like, 
what do things look like? What do we want to continue? What do we want to change? Start, stop, finish. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like in professional world, it's like, what do you want to start? What do you want to stop? Um, what do you want to start type of thing? Start, mm-hmm. stop, or, or like, what <laughs> do you not want to yeah, do again? Sure. Um, so this around the time, the year where I, I either mentally or literally write that stuff down. Mm. Um, personally, it's been... Man, the podcast in general and the studio and everything, man, that take a lot out of your personal life mm. when you work a nine to five as well. Because yeah. there's only so much time in a day. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So in real life, the last, I don't know, five, six years, it's really just been work, studio, pod. Mm-hmm. You know That's what I'm it. saying? And then it's, some, it's difficult um Fitting in a, a a romantic life in there because mm-hmm. like everybody not as understanding. It's exactly. like listen, you got I know, to do. and then, you know the line that everybody tell you, people make time for what they make time for. for nigga, sure. that's some shit that niggas who not busy. That's say. some social media. <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Because like, nigga, what you want me to do? Nigga, rent got to get paid. I exactly. got to take this session. Yeah, you feel me? Like, if it don't get paid, guess who gonna have to pay it? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. so I hear you. But can't do that on Wednesday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. And then it's like women don't be having no hum- no humility in them. Mm-hmm. Like they they be really thinking like I'm the most important yeah. thing. I mean, y'all be uh yeah. yeah, bitch. You just Wednesday. <laughs> you're you're literally just Wednesday. I have another one of you scheduled Friday night. You like you're not with me shooting in the gym right yeah. now. You no, know what I'm saying? Sure. You're not shooting in the gym. Chimmy know where the gym at. You're not plugging up the mics. You feel exactly. me? Because yep, yep, yep. I heard you would be like, you want me to come to the studio and like help you? Oh hell yeah! yeah. Take a fucking second. <laughs> hell yeah. Come through hell yeah! Get this on man me. a camera or some shit like that. Uh, but all in all, man, in real life, like uh, it's a blessing. You know, I, we develop. I've developed so many different friendships uh, from the podcast space that then bled over into my personal life, mm-hmm. um, and like I'm thankful for yeah. like relationships that like possibly forever friends. And that's what I was going to ask that later on. I had that down, but we talk about now, like yeah, building those relationships from the podcast. Like, was it that one person or a couple people that you like? Damn, I didn't know like that interview or this sit down was going. You know, what I'm saying turn out to be. This is my dog or this is my home. Yeah. Man, yeah. Really, for me, was the twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came along pretty early in our journey. They were, like, some of the first people to, like, want to advertise with us and, like, reached out. And that connection has been rock solid. Them, If them two niggas tell you that you can pull a... Put a put a truck on a duck and pull that bitch. They 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 mean it. Yeah, you yeah. know they they helped us get Ty Mopkins in there. They helped us get the real Rick Ross and interview interview him. And they have been rock solid, man. Mm-hmm. And the twin two relation well really three I can kind of think of the twins, mm-hmm. uh, Jay and Trinidad Ant because Ant was one of our guests real early on, mm-hmm. and Jay and Ant struck lightning in a bottle with This Week in Culture. Mm-hmm. And one other person I can think of is like Curve, Marcus. Mm-hmm. He's like a jack-of-all-trades. Marcus know everybody. He can get you connected with everybody, and he is just grounded and kind of like the, the glue to help keep things together at times. Yeah, uh, the twins for show. Yeah. Um, I talked to Marcus and um, Curve, I mean Curve, and Name Tag. We in a group chat. We pretty much communicate every day on something. Mm-hmm. Um, the twins, shit, uh, Pharaoh. Because um, like these people I did not know before. Yeah, before podcasting. Before podcasting yeah. and then afterwards and then some of their friends and families and others, it just branch out and they're like, oh, you know this person and you know this person. Mm-hmm. And 
Like it's it's you know it's kind of crazy and like them relationships you know do add value to your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? When yeah. they, when a, when you're going through something and somebody come in check in like damn, you pick that up from the pot like yo I, I know this time of year is tough for you and bliss or whatever whatever like it's it's so much stuff that's now it's in like intermingled. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's podcasting is a part of who I am. Yeah, for sure. You now. know what? One thing that I that I think that we probably don't talk about enough, like men need other men to help keep them accountable at times, mm -hmm. too. I know that, like, if I tell Jay I'm going to do some shit or take care of some shit, Jay got a way of making sure that, like, <laughs> he talked to me and let the shit get... I call, I call it, like, babysitting, because, like, Jay know I'll be, you know, I'll be moving in and out. So, like, yesterday, I know we had to do this today. Jay made sure, like, did I get you the address? Mm -hmm. You know, what time? Like, he gonna make sure I'm there on time and, like, holding up my end of the bargain. <laughs> if it's places that we got to be and we don't travel to get... Like, nigga, I like to smoke. I like to get high. You know, I be I be out in traffic. <laughs> Jay gonna make sure that like he check in. Like you know, we got such and such tomorrow at twelve thirty. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah nigga. Man, I'm I'll just be, a very time. Like I calculate everything to the minute. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta leave the house by nine seventeen <laughs> if I want to make it to here. Yep. I can spend time. I can be here picking up my equipment for seven minutes, mm -hmm. and then it's gonna take. Like <laughs> I don't know why it's been this way, man, but I just. That, that's how and, it is. And I'm the complete opposite. Like, nigga, I am ne I'm never in a rush. You know what I'm saying? Like, I move, I walk slow, I drive slow, I get to places when I get there. Because I'm like, nigga, the building's still going to be there when I pull up. For so, sure. like, for me, if, like, we got to be somewhere at 11, like, nigga, I got to start my day at 9 o'clock. Because, like, <laughs> I need to spend a half hour in the shower. Man. I need to, like, my, my timing look a lot different. Like, Okay, I know we going to the east side. I need to leave at 720 because, mm. like, I'm going to drive slow as fuck. <laughs> I know 94 going to be fucked, fucked up. up. Like, yeah, all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to move. A, I move a lot differently when it comes to time. Is that an airport over there? Yeah, used that city airport. Okay. Yeah, it used to be a city airport, man, but not that much. Just, I, I, flew, I, I flew private out of city airport once. Straight up? Yeah, man. I used to, I had this mentor back in the day. You know, when I was young growing up, I used to believe, like, only, like, and this may sound naive, but, like, I'm in my early 20s. Only niggas I knew that had money was, like, drug dealers, rappers, and athletes. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. I knew I wanted to own my own business, mm -hmm. but I never thought, like, that shit would get me, like, rich, rich. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it'd get me rich enough where I had to work for somebody. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, I was going to this church, and my pastor, one of his frat brothers, owned a business. And he put me in touch with him. He was like, I know you got, like, entrepreneurial dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, go, go holla at him. I went and hollered at this man. He got a, he still got his office today on Dexter and Davison, and they make paper and plastic products. So, like, he had a contract with DPS. So, you know, when you get, like, the fork knife, that little thin-ass napkin, mm -hmm. and the salt and pepper, yeah. that's what they do okay. at his office. So, like, I didn't know, like, and he was, like, making millions, yeah. like, living good, good as fuck. And I didn't, I didn't understand that, like, you could do other shit and make money. And I remember he had this situation. On, he had this deal on the flow. He was going to buy 10 churches chickens. Mm -hmm. So he was like, we're going to fly down to Atlanta, meet with churches, you know, do our business, and we'll be back. In my mind, being young, I'm thinking we're going to be in Atlanta three, four days. Yeah. You know, we're going to see how the churches operate and all that. He was like, 
no. Meet us at City Airport at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. We're going to fly down. We're going to do our business. He said, you'll be back to have dinner with your family. <laughs> and I I had never, like, I heard rappers, you can take off and touch down and the same right night. But I didn't think that, like, that shit was real. We flew private right off the east side, mm-hmm. was in Atlanta all day, ate in Atlanta, Walked around. I saw what the whole. What when you was in Atlanta? We had Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the church's nigga of took course. us to Popeyes, <laughs> so so we could see how the competition runs. Oh shit! We was in the church's building all day, and he was like, "Y'all ready for lunch?" And we went to Popeyes. Popeyes, duh. So, that's crazy. Duh, that's funny as hell. Showed man. us the whole operation, gave us the layout for like how we was gonna have ten churches chickens mm-hmm. in the Midwest area and shit, man. Six o'clock that night. Yeah, I'm. I'm back at home with my fam- with my wife and kids eating dinner. Yeah. Like I, I like, never knew that like <laughs> niggas was getting like money like that in the city because all you see is like all you see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you know, at 22, 23, that like that was just an eye opening experience for me. So yeah, I remember I've flown out of city more than once. I've never seen it from this side. I usually I forget. I used to go over uh, my girlfriend at the time. Her 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 people stayed on. Like Flanders and Dickerson and shit. Okay. So I would come out deep east yeah. and I would pass the city airport, but I only seen it from one angle yeah. one time. I never seen it like in the neighborhood. How so, mad was it when you um, got that address that she stayed on the east side? Like, damn, I got to go over there. Well, like, I was like, I was like young, young. Okay, you know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I remember one chick I was messing around with on North End. She gave me an address. I'm like, dog, I got to go over here for real. Like, like, like when I was say, younger, we played cards at yeah. Like, when I was younger, like, that would be, like, a hindrance. Like, yeah. you live on the east side. I, you good? I'm I'm straight. I don't I don't know how to make it there. <laughs> but then, like, I used to kick it with... So, like, I, I dated this woman that was from the east side for a long time. And uh, she put me on the game. Like, nigga, I didn't know shit about here. I know we up the street from Randazzo's. Yeah. I'm going to hit that as soon as we leave. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my pops used to work over at WC3 on the east. Oh, yeah. So, I remember, weird. like, pulling up on him every now and again for, like, lunch or something. And learning the East that way, it's just, like, not favored by the Lord because it's the East Side. See, the only reason I knew about the West Side was just going to Chick's house. That's yeah. it. Like, that's the only time I go to West Side, I go over to Chick's house. Other than that, I'm, I was never over there. Like, Man, when I was younger, though, I, I um, I was a lot more dangerous. Yeah, like, so I would be, care. I would be random places. Like, before, <laughs> like, cell phones was, like, a thing thing. Mm-hmm. Before I even was carrying a gun. You know what I'm saying? It was just, like... Why am I here again? Like no one knows that I'm here. Exactly. Like, you, just, you just figure it out. I remember telling. I told this story on a pod the other week. I was dating this chick. She was thick than a motherfucker. She her name was Antoinette. And Antoinette. this this oh, is Antoinette's what the sound thick though. This is this, <laughs> I do know a thick ass Antoinette. This, this is when the Eminem show dropped because I remember listening to to till I collapsed on her way over to the house, nigga. I pulled up on a block that had three houses, and when I got to her house, it was thirty nine niggas outside. She's like, "That's just my brothers and my cousins." And you know when you and you know when you pull up, like you can't be no bitch, like. You gotta get, I gotta get out up. the car. Yeah. I gotta get out the like like them niggas from the porch. Who you here to see? Yeah, Internet. <laughs> Nigga bang on the door. She like, I'll be out in a minute. So I'm just I'm yeah. just standing out there with it was legit thirty niggas outside. <laughs> it was so crazy. I was on the last pot I was telling you about like how my Thanksgiving went. Yeah. That's kinda like what happened the other <laughs> night. <laughs> I didn't know it was no. I pulled up at the sister house because I and I, the window was open, right? It's dark, so you can see everything. It's niggas everywhere. I'm like, 
That's like y'all Yo, really living in poverty. To, I was supposed to pull up right quick. Yeah. So, you know, and this is this is different. And then she said, like, where you have like I'm parked out front. Like I'm not coming fine. It's Thanksgiving. These are like I'm not I wasn't prepared to meet niggas today. And Definitely not nigga niggas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, nigga, you could come out here and, and walk me in. What Man. the fuck is you? <laughs> nah, it's fucking nobody gonna say that to you. Like, like. Duh, that's funny as hell. But no, you had said something about uh, going somewhere without having a phone. It's crazy nowadays because my son's phone went dead one time. I went into panic mode. I'm trying to call him. Like, what the fuck this little nigga? He supposed to be here at, you know what I'm saying, such such time. But we was really traveling, just going places. No phone. Mom can't get in touch with you until you got back home. Yeah. Like, that shit was wild if you think about that. I had, a, I had a pager at one point, but I mean, still, I need to make it to a, <laughs> a, pay, phone. Phone. a pay phone or something. And if the bat- if that double-A battery died, I don't have, I don't have shit. But, like, that's, to me, I think that was the advantage of us growing up. Like, we grew up street smart. Mm-hmm. because like you knew certain cues mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i remember I always kind of like fashion the shit to like when i used to go to the barber shop like there was like grown at like i'm 15 16 but there are grown ass men here mm-hmm. having grown men conversations mm-hmm. grown men beef i remember niggas coming to the barber shop shot stabbed and like you know it's I, that's when i knew like yo it's some real shit going on outside but you had to have your antennas up yeah. also so you knew how to navigate certain wasn't shit. it like a unspeak like you just knew when not to talk and yeah. not to jump in exactly uh, uh, and certain yeah. folks bitch. Yeah, don't say shit like yeah. it's some grown-ups having a real conversation i'm just gonna sit there and shut the fuck exactly. up and listen Take, and you know, so can gang. yeah and it. i and i remember like i told you like my first experience with weed like my homeboy brother was going to jail. Mm. He gave us like nigga an ounce of like br- brick weed. And if you <laughs> if you if you smoke, you know where brick weed is. <laughs> he gave us an ounce of that shit. I, I took it to the barber shop because like me and this nigga didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So the, my barber was like, "Y'all just keep this here. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it here for safekeeping." And they sent us on a dummy mission to go get baggies. Yeah. They was like, "No, you got to go to like you know Office Max, Circuit <laughs> City, like nigga, Circuit we, City, damn. We we hitting up we hitting up Staples. We hitting up all these stores. <laughs> like, yo, y'all got the little bitty baggies. And they was like, "What are y'all talking? Like, you know, <laughs> fucking with us, the little wee bag." <laughs> Cause he told us he was like, "No, nah, y'all go there and tell them like you need office like the little baggies for like they put staples in and uh I need a little bag pa- of staples and, and paper clips in them, nigga. We hitting every office max fucking staples. Like we come back to the barbershop maybe a day later, let they on the floor dying laughing because because <laughs> we we like we couldn't find the shit. Like where you get where you get the little baggies from." So now, like, well, just give me the weed back. It was like, yeah, we watched the weed for you, and we watched it go away. Yeah, we, yeah. But like that, it was, it was this shit. Was a, a turning point in your life, yeah. Right? It was because I knew I didn't know. I knew then, like, I don't know, I don't know how to sell drugs. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you could have ended up being like. Like on some fresh shit in the movie. From yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I got to get my payback. Or like, yeah, that's not really life for me. You no, know it, it wasn't. But, but they was also older niggas like looking out for me. Like this, like we gonna send this nigga on a. We he, they sent me and my homeboy on a dummy mission. We fifteen, sixteen. Like they was protecting us from shit. Yeah. Where the fuck was they get those little bags from though? You gotta know a liquor store. You gotta know a liquor store. Somebody like you got an individual lashes. Yeah, yeah. You, you got you gotta know somebody at that point. You probably, like, probably nail supply shop. You know, because yeah. the little bag used to have a little rhinestones oh, yeah, and shit. Yeah, My cousin yeah. used to do nails and shit. And yeah. Her little rhinestones and and different 
nail designs would be mm. in them little baggies. But like there. you say, you you learn how to navigate. You know when to talk, when to listen, mm-hmm. when not to say shit. And I remember, like, I felt like they looked at us as little niggas for like a long time because mm-hmm. we was like friends of like other niggas' brothers, and like to them we was a little niggas. And I remember, I vividly remember the day like. I wasn't a little nigga to them. Because, like, all all the older niggas, I always remember, like, there was an older, light-skinned nigga that used to come in. He used to always get a ball fade and a facial. And I used to (laughs) always ask my barber, like, can I get a facial? And he was like, like, ain't nothing wrong with your skin. You a little nigga. You 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 don't don't need that shit. And I remember sitting in a chair one time, and I was like, you know, I want to get a facial. His name was Jody. Like, Jody used to get facials. (laughs) And Jody was in the barber shop, and he was like, Go ahead, like yeah. make sure, hook them up. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, a little nigga yeah, no more. Yeah. I'm not like, a little nigga no more. Yeah, like, chest out a little man. bit, like man. It's like when you can play on the card table with your parents and stuff. When you, you know, you know, saying because I could never play spades and tunk with my, you know, my mom and dad and all them people. Dog, I had to sit back and just chill and watch. Then when I was able to go ahead and play cards, I feel like all right, I grew up a little bit. Then I can shoot dice. Oh shit, I'm old now, nigga. I can shoot dice with y'all niggas too. Man, Make some money for sure. Or like when you you recognize like. You ain't at the kid table in the exactly. cameras no more, yeah, yeah. and yeah. now they passing you a drink. You know what I'm saying? Or like, like what you drink? Like, what? You Yo, know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Hell yeah! I remember the first time I smoked the blunt, my mom, dog. Oh, that's crazy. That just crazy. <laughs> this nigga was there, dog, because this is my mama's younger, you know, younger brother, and um, she was. I forgot y'all was smoking Reggie's, dog. It was something before Kush, though. But whatever it was, yes. yeah. <laughs> whatever it was, you that shit really came from Afghanistan. <laughs> that's why they called it again. Never would have known. Man, I was stuck in the shower for about if to me it felt like two days, but it was really like five minutes. But it's like yeah, I thought I was gonna die, bro. Like everything, man. That was like the worst. That's why I knew I couldn't smoke weed because it just that shit may have my my mind elsewhere, dog. But you had to grow up and navigate differently, you know how we grew up, and and I think that that was our advantage. These kids, they tech smart. You know what I'm saying? They they book smart, mm-hmm. but like. Like, I look at my oldest. Like, I love him to death. He book smart. Nigga, smart, way smarter than I was at yeah. 20. But, like, I knew how to navigate the streets. I knew mm-hmm. he ain't never rode the bus. Mm-hmm. You know what Damn, I'm saying? Yeah. I get a bus route and be at some chick house and then make it back home. Like, I knew how the buses ran. I knew yeah. how the streets ran. And being outside, like, we talk about, like, nigga, I'm out. Like, nah, nigga, you just outside. you really had to be out there yeah. and experience that shit. I no, told that sure. nigga all the time, like, nigga, if I had Facebook in high school, like, nigga, I'd have fucked half of Detroit. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. like, I had to, you had to go places to where girls were at, yep. know how to talk to Work them. Work on your interpersonal sec- skills. Secure yep. the number, and then, like, nigga, still, you got to still see them after that. And like, then you got to call, like. Um, can I please speak can I, to can I please speak to Tiffany? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, how you doing, Miss Jones? Yeah, there was a barrier. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I didn't cell phones. You got a direct connect. My daughter eleven got a cell phone, yeah. but like nigga, there was there was that barrier in the way, and you had to learn how to navigate that shit. You yeah. got to talk. Call me at my auntie house. You now you calling a different number yeah, and yeah. talking to a now different got, person. Yeah, yeah. Hello, a different that? adult. Yeah, no, I'm on the phone. Call her back. Damn. Then you don't know. Now you're scared because you know when to call back because yeah. you don't want to call too early. Then you don't want to take too long. Like, like, come get the phone. This little nigga keep calling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tiffany, that little boy on the phone. This nigga called two times an hour. Like, dog. That shit crazy. But you hoping she call you back before you got to call back. I'm trying again. to get my Mac on. You know man, for sure, man. Now, y'all spoke on, you know, say 2024 being a, um, a big year for y'all, you know what I'm saying? And things y'all going through now. But what is something that you feel still might be holding y'all back a little bit? 
that y'all still need to work on? Uh, I just so in real life, it's kind of like on the production side of things. It's just bandwidth, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, because we still got to do everything. So audio, video. So it's not like. I'm not the talent that can just show up, mm. talk, and get the fuck on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Got a lot more shit to do. Yeah, but I found uh, some some new productivity tools that have made my life a little easier. Okay. Um, so I think that's kind of like freeing up. But like being able to just like be the talent mm-hmm. is different. You know what I'm saying? Because now you just can't do a podcast. You gotta you gotta be a fucking social media market manager <laughs> advertiser oh sure. mm-hmm. uh, let me get these links up let me put these videos up let me put the captions up like mm-hmm. man i just i, I just <laughs> really want to get this shit off yeah, but but it's, it. it's so Move much on. it's so much other stuff that's involved yeah. so in real life building an actual building a team is actually the thing that i'm looking to do mm-hmm. uh next year so it's like we can focus on being talent or somebody can focus on like, yo, what, you know what? You gather topics for us and then we'll decide which ones, day of, which yeah. we want to go through. So like to, to free up us uh, some creativity space some more time mm. and things of that nature. And, uh, just visibility, man, because like we got to try it in true method. You know what I'm saying? I see the numbers. I see, the retention rates, I see what they do year over year. Like I know the product mm-hmm. is a good product, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So now it's just about um marketing and putting us in front of um new eyes mm-hmm. in, in a different way. Yeah. Because that's it. Also, like because I still work in corporate America, mm-hmm. it's it's almost it's almost a hindrance, like I can't go full nigga on the pod because <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm still hiding it from people at work. You feel me? <laughs> Believe it. Like some of like, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, if I can release the barrier, exactly, oh, yeah. we can oh, turn all the yeah. way the fuck up. Cause like, oh, I can be like, yo, these white motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm just playing. But like, whatever. <laughs> like sometimes it's like, yeah, I do still. Yeah. Gotta keep it. Uh, yeah. Guard up a little bit. Yeah. Hold it. Yeah. For me, I think it's like the social media aspect. That's something that I want to pass on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And like, nigga, you come up with with the pictures and the captions. and the captions that make niggas want to, you know, tune in. Like that, that ain't where. Like I'm personable, but like I don't, I don't have like the strongest grasp on that. And then, like what Jay say, like I work a corporate job too. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, nobody from my job has found like I got one employee that found it mm-hmm. and I blocked her ass and I told her like you you try to follow me again I'm going to HR. But like for the most part nobody has an idea what I do of what we do. Mm-hmm. And there's like you know some safety in the and the anonymity of things. Mm-hmm. But then like I look at it on the flip side like nigga I was just out the other night at Burlington, legit looking for some sheets. Yeah. And like a nigga walked up <laughs> on me. He like I saw a nigga kind of like looking at me from other aisles. So I didn't know like if it was like, you know, game time. Or, yeah. So the nigga finally walked up on me. He was like, Hey, you you one of them podcast niggas. And I would like to be like, Yeah, I'm I'm like I'm like, you know, hand hand on my hip because like I don't know where this is going. But like I'd like to be, you know, more free from like the nine to five space and mm-hmm. be able to be out here more like on the real shit, man, I'm just a loud mouth nigga from the West side. When mm. people recognize me, like the shit is still crazy mm. to me because like, I don't, 
in, you got kids yeah. and kids are humble you. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell my kids all the time, like they see certain shit. They see certain shit online. They see podcast shit. My daughter would be like, why would people take time out of their day to listen to you talk? I'm like, I'm a nigga in the street. Baby. You don't no, even know. Like, like when people, like when people stop and talk to me and like, I'm with her, she was like, you know, why do people want to talk to you? I'm like, I'm really like, I never want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. That's her thing. I'm like, like a cool nigga. Like, I'm really like, you know, a somebody. And she, you know, so to get out of that nine to five space, to move a little bit more freely for us to, talk and move freely but i got i got faith that man like come 2024 like we gonna kick some doors open and we and we gonna need a team you know what i'm saying like we starting to build it now but like look man i want to make money with my niggas Mm -hmm. i want to win with my niggas i want to eat with my niggas Mm -hmm. i want us to be able to celebrate thanksgiving together i want me and my niggas to be able to travel together 20 deep us and our families you know i want to keep the money in between us and we continue to grow and i'm praying that next year like bring some of those opportunities for sure hell yeah hell yeah man hell yeah hope, hope those blessings come our way too q <laughs> <laughs> but uh i know y'all into you know saying to the rap music you know saying y'all love rap music so mm-hmm. y'all talk about it a lot if you had to tell somebody about yourself only using a rap song or a rap album what would that song or rap album be that's going to describe jay and dang you ain't got to tell me. Separately what? or collectively? Sure, we can do both. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so as you press play, this is you. I ain't got to say a word. This is me. Bam. Man, that's pretty interesting, man. Because. Uh, and it could be different phases of your life, too. Yeah, because in different up. phases of my life, it, it's differently. You know, I want to throw out there one thing collectively because I felt like this album was really like the turning point in our friendship, too. Mm-hmm. Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. Because, like, me and Jay used to work together, and we used to always talk about the podcast shit, boxing. We didn't know, we didn't necessarily know we was going to go into podcasting, per se. Mm -hmm. But we used to always talk about boxing, battle rap, rap music. And I remember this is back when, like, the blogs was, like, banging heavy when Good Kid, Mad City came out. And I had it early. And I used to always talk to me and Jay would always talk about hip hop. And I remember coming to him. I was like, no, nigga, this is this is it. Like, and this I, is I refused to listen to it early. Yeah, you wanted to wait till it I came wanted out. to wait till it come out because I'm like, you know, when you start hearing three or four songs off an album, mm-hmm. like on Hip Hop DX, um, allhiphop.com, Hip Hop Game at the time during this time frame, them was the websites you go to, li- to listen to the stuff. But I'm like, no, I want to hear it all together mm-hmm. because. Um, Section 80 was so fucking great to me. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And he was like, nah, Good Kid Man City might be better than Section yeah. 80. I'm and like, nah, get the fuck out of here. I, I, had it for like, I had it like three weeks before it came out. So I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. And Jay like refused, like, nah, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. wait. And I was like, no, nigga, when you hear it, like, this is like, nigga, this life changing shit. Like, this life changing hip hop. I'm like, I was at, to me, I was like, nah, nigga, this like Jay, Big, Tupac type shit. You mm-hmm. need to listen to it. And when he finally like came around, I remember us having those conversations, and that was like really when we kind of started like mapping out what the pod was gonna look like. Okay. So look, man, this is crazy. So we started our podcast June of 2016, June 15th or some shit like that. That that weekend of uh, 2016, 
I had wanted to start the podcast like two years prior to, yeah. like in 2014. I had an idea to start it because I had just got into podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like I was listening to the Serial Podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like one of the, the biggest podcasts ever, right? It was a crime shit. Okay. And um, I felt like I was one of the, I didn't want to become this. Man, I felt like I was becoming this. So like me and Dane would talk about shit like, man, we should do a podcast. And you niggas don't even really know what a podcast mm-hmm. is at that time. But I felt like I was always talking to him about a thing that I was going to do, yeah. but I wasn't never yeah. actually doing it. Wait, wait, right? yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. One day I'm just going to buy some shit. I'm like, yo, come over here at this day and I'm just going to do it because I didn't just, I just didn't want to be the nigga, nigga, one day we going to do this. For sure. And like, I just, we just pulled the trigger and we've been doing it ever since. But like, the Good Kid Man City on that music tip, that is a really, that is a really apt if I was to use that one because I do feel like I'm a good kid in the mad city mm-hmm. like I've seen so much wild shit and participated in some wild shit too mm-hmm. but like yo this is this is fucking <laughs> this is fucking crazy <laughs> and like you just navigating life yeah. as somebody coming up like which which way do I want to yeah, exactly. go Left, cause right. some of the family doing this yeah. some of the young, some of the homies doing this shit yeah. like when um when he in the car talking about I almost caught my first case mm-hmm. doing but like I've literally been in the car like, nigga, this shit is <laughs> so if if man, there's so many times that I could have been in prison right now. Also, not because I did some shit, just but I was somewhere. a part of some shit that just happened mm-hmm. on the way to yeah. or was with like fam, if if we would have turned this way instead of that way, the police would have been behind us and we was all done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever was in the car or whatever happened, like it's so many different shit. So like I could really relate to like mm-hmm. And then the backseat freestyle, because yeah. I rapped, we had, I did music the whole nine yards, had a company doing music, but like that shit was so real to life. So I had a, I, I agree. So if it was on some um, collective shit, it'd be yeah, a good for, kid, Mad City. For sure. Now, if I'm thinking about just like solo shit, I mean, even though this album is fairly new, like I felt like this nigga took pages out of my life when mm-hmm. he did it. That Killer Mike, Michael. Mm-hmm. Like that shit, like when I think about like songs like Slummer, like I remember being 15, you know, fucking with chicks and having pregnancy scares. Mm -hmm. Shit, man. When he talk about shed tears and he was like, you know, women put you through some shit because you laid with them. You never loved them. Now you made a child out of that. Mm -hmm. Like, nigga, I like shit like that was real to me. And then like, you know, something for the junkies. Mm -hmm. Like, nigga, for me, that's a church. Like, that's a church song. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm. You talk about Fabo and geeked up, but like when that nigga crying out, like nigga, I hope my mama don't no, die. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know niggas that like been through that. Like I've been with homies and their mamas and their cousins or their daddies overdosing. Mm-hmm. You know, my own uncle, I love him to death. Nigga, crazier than a motherfucker and stole from me. <laughs> you know all of that shit. But like nigga, I've seen that nigga ups and downs when it come to drugs and even though we not as close as I wish we could be like for a long time that was my man's Mm -hmm. and like I you know I I don't want to wish bad on on nobody but I could see like if you if I got a call and somebody told me that he overdosed it wouldn't be be like oh my god I can't believe it like I'd be fucked up about it and like I you know I don't I don't talk to him for months at a time Mm -hmm. you know he got a daughter my cousin you know, me and her aren't necessarily close. We 17 years apart. So mm-hmm. she closer to my son age mm-hmm. than she is to my age. I ran into her at Target and yeah. she acted like I, she didn't know who the fuck I was. Yeah. And like, you know what? But when I look at like a, a album like that, it talked to me because like, nigga, that's 
Like those are parts of my life. And I remember I tweeted Killer Mike. I was like, nigga, I felt like you opened up some pages and wrote about it. And he, you know, responded back to that shit. But like, I feel like an album like that really speaks to speaks to me. Yeah, yeah, shit, damn. On a on a on some shit I just have to say because like this is probably like the core of who I am. Um, All eyes on me. No, but Dame's gonna Dame's gonna hate this. (laughs) (laughs) But like in real life, like I'm a giant cannabis fan. Okay. You feel me? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're the first person I've heard say that. Like <laughs> the last, he'll be the last person you hear say that shit. I'm, I'm, Nobody I'm, talks about cannabis I'm, career. I'm, I'm dead ass. You know what I'm saying? And like it'd be so wild, and I still listen to this day. Mm. Like I'll be listening to some shit from '98 or from 2001, 2002, and they'd be talking about shit that like I finally understand now. Yeah. I'm like the holder of a bunch of random useless information, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's like, oh shit, this nigga talking about the human genome theory. This nigga was right, yeah. or this the fucking tetrahedrons and like it's it's so much stuff like uh, the randomness of those the seemingless seemingly random bars about nothing was always about something Mm -hmm. (laughs) like (laughs) the randomness of me it seemed random as fuck but like it's always about for sure it's always something like it. Yeah. Uh, it'll make sense in the future. Yeah, I guess, I mean, we never have a cannabis person. <laughs> we never will again. I promise you, we so, never will so again. So those are the albums that, you, that that really like I press play. This is this is your yeah. Those those three albums. I think about albums like I grew up with that probably had like a lot of influence mm-hmm. in there. You know, what's the album you feel like changed your life? Oh man, <laughs> niggas straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. death certificate mm-hmm. I remember listening to Ice Cube and thinking that nigga was gonna kick in our front door and kill my whole family <laughs> like that's like I believe that shit like I had never like I heard people cuss mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like you a kid you hear people cuss but like straight out of Compton a crazy motherfucking name Ice Cube yeah. like like yeah. nigga for me though like a crazy <laughs> Compton like I thought Compton was hell on earth yeah. but like even though Ice Cube was talking that gangster shit, like he was spitting a lot of knowledge yeah, same in there yeah. too. You know, a lot of a lot of old Farrakhan. When I think about like Scarface, like man, like when I think about like rap music that that changed my life, I could like close my eyes and envision myself there. I thought I like when I listened to Scarface rap. Like I remember being a little kid in my room with a with a Walkman, mm. and I could close my eyes. Like nigga, I'm in Southside. Yeah. Mm. You know when I listen to Ice Cube, nigga, I'm in I'm in Compton. Yeah, you know what I'm sure. saying? Like when I listen, I remember when I used to when I when I went to Cass, I'd have to ride the bus home. That's an hour bus ride from Cass to my parents' house. Mm. And I remember I would listen to Nas, Illmatic. Yeah. Like nigga, I felt like I'm riding on the I'm riding on the train looking at, you know, yeah, yeah, looking sure. through Queensbridge because, like, that's how the music was talking to me. And, mm-hmm. like, they were, they were, like, poets. They were, they were, like, speaking some shit that, like, you know, Detroit rap wasn't what it is now. Mm-hmm. And even Detroit rap still got a long way to go. But, like, it was, it was so introspective and detailed, like, Yo, like that shit took me to another. Pl- like that hour went yeah. went by. Yeah, you said Illmatic. I remember that for a long because I thought Illmatic was his dopest album, but to me it was it, it was written, it was better. I hear a lot of people say that. Um, it's crazy too because so many people say that, and then 
the famous line from Jay Z talking about you had one hot album for every yeah. ten year average is like you know that's a lot because yeah. a lot of niggas the the number one album is Illmatic it's one of the story ones but like the second one people say it's even greater than the other one so how do you say yeah. that it's, that's I, fucking crazy nigga I remember playing JV football and. A nigga came in for practice that morning and had Illmatic had just dropped. Nigga came in late for practice that morning and put that shit on in the speaker in the locker room. And like, nigga, that that was the first time I like the Nas and Lauren Hill, I don't think was even out yet. And that was like the first time I heard that shit. I'm like, this nigga Nas is incredible. Hell yeah, that's my dog, man. But nigga, it's the fake thug, no love. You, you get, get the slug, slug see me for gusto. Like, that's how the album start yeah. off. Like Nigga, I was like, yo, as soon as I get off, I'm taking the bus to Damon's. I'm going to pick that shit up and take the bus back home. Yeah. Catch <laughs> the bus get a CD deal, man. On some music that, like, trying to change my life shit, mm -hmm. uh, it is what it is. So, like, I listen to uh, all this shit, right? But, like, 97, 98, mm -hmm. my cousin let me hear a track off the Lost Boys Love, Peace, and Happiness. Mm -hmm. And it was... Um, Beast from the East. Mm. It had cannabis. It had uh, <laughs> cannabis, A plus, Red Man, and Mr. Cheeks. Okay. And cannabis verse, he dropped fifty bars, mm. and it was the best shit I ever heard in my life. Yeah. Right. And at that particular moment, everything else sounded whack to me. Mm -hmm. Like I listened to DMX faithfully yeah. every single day, but like the the differences in rap music. It was a vast difference between I'm putting a couple words together mm -hmm. and then this yeah. shit. And like that shit made me yeah. like want to rap. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like the type of shit I started listening to and like I fell into the backpack rap thing versus I think it was, me and my brother had every single No Limit album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a fucking gold <laughs> no chain yeah. with a No Limit charm on that motherfucker. We both had one. What's my up? brother had a diamonds. I didn't have no diamonds. You feel me? Little but like, that boy. We listened to everything but I didn't listen to music like the same. Yeah. Now, Big has always been big. You feel mm. me? Uh, life After Death has always been Life After Death and everything like that. But I started listening to music like differently and it changed my life because in high school 11th grade it show. I start rapping with mm. my friends and then we start putting things on tape mm. and then we start putting out projects and then we have a company and yeah. we putting out music and like it literally did change my life when I actually got involved yeah. in music and ultimately led to this podcast on some yeah. other shit. But like that in itself specifically, it literally changed mm. how I looked at and listened to music and how I kind of like viewed it. Like, oh, what y'all niggas doing is cool, but like yeah. somebody like, yeah, yeah, for sure. He do something different yeah, yeah, and then it, different. it leads you into other other MCs other yeah. types of shit and I started going back and listening to Corrupt like yo Corrupt actually always been like no, mad sure, lyrical yeah. and like we was just so enthralled by the, the gin and the juice that we yeah. really wasn't paying attention to like his astronomical mm -hmm. phenomenal rap <laughs> surgical mathematical nigga, raps and shit. nigga like, we still like me and Jay got like some running shit like I walk in the studio I'll be like dad's and corrupt corrupting dad <laughs> like like <laughs> streets is a motherfucker was a mm. that shit was crazy what was your uh, rap name Jay uh Jay Johnson uh, that was your rap name? Yeah, for sure. I've been Jay Johnson. Uh, technically, I used to have like, like in like eleventh grade. Come on, come on. I had this one rap name. Come yeah. on, because this was like <laughs> I was heavy into it. Was heavy into like super duper battle J rap. J paragraphs. No, <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I ever said it. <laughs> 
It was Killatastrophe. <laughs> Killatastrophe. Yeah. No, yeah. Killatastrophe. But they went to Jay Johnson rule. I've just been me myself the whole time. You Nigga, I used to I used to rap under the name The Terrorist. And, mm. and then them the then, then, then them like pla- Then them planes hit that tower and I was like, that shit not oh, yeah, gonna that work, that my nigga. Because we got a couple years on you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. Like the the music was just different. Yeah. Like all this cool shit that niggas listen to now, niggas be lying. Niggas did not like Jay Z like this. No, for sure. All the the MCs they hated Jay Z. They hated Puffy. They stood for the establishment. Mm-hmm. And now niggas act like they loved them the whole exactly. time. No, the exactly. fuck y'all did. Like y'all didn't. Now, I know like, for a fact you remember your first eight bars or your first rap. Give it to me. <laughs> Uh, I don't the first rap the first one you remember I do remember one with Killer this is crazy it's a couple lines a couple lines it was something like Killer Tashafi and Blasting these and Caesar Speed Spitter Rapidly trying to last me a little class me sweet sweet that nigga sweet rhymes make a nigga catch cavity or some shit I was like I was like 15 years old you know what I'm saying you remember I cannot remember my first my first rhymes yeah. like when I think about like cause we wrote them shits on paper yeah <laughs> like you know what I'm saying so when you ain't got the paper no more it's like yeah. like I had rhyme notebooks like like nigga I wasn't going like I was going to high school to talk to girls write rhymes and yeah. kick it with my niggas like I was not trying to do no work yeah. I wasn't trying to like I'll be honest, like nigga, like graduating was like eh, if it happened, Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know. If it, but then like my mama kind of like put her foot on the back of my head and mm-hmm. was like, nigga, you gonna you gonna graduate? Because like I remember thinking like I so I got kicked out of cast twice. Mm-hmm. My mom, you know, through God's grace and knowing people that she knew made sure I graduated mm-hmm. from there because like my other option was Redford mm-hmm. and I don't know if niggas remember like neighborhood high schools yeah. but, like my girlfriend went to Red all my niggas went there like there's no way I would have made it out of Redford yeah. like I wouldn't have I got kicked out of class too I ended up graduating from Cody though okay. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have been night schooling it like a motherfucker at, at best so uh yeah, man, I can't even remember. I didn't even of... rap at Cass. I stayed in 11 and 12th grade at I, Cody. I did rap at Cass because, like, I remember we used to, like, do the talent shows real heavy. Mm. Uh, I had a par- I had a partner of mine. So, like, I, Fat Ray, I went to high school with Ray. Mm. Uh, There's another nigga around here named Cliff Notes. He's, like, a couple years yeah. older, but mm. Cliff used to rap. Uh, but, like, fat, me and Fat Ray was in the same grade. Our nigga Simon... And there was like another nigga we used to roll with, and we used to rap real heavy. Yo, and, the niggas from Cavs, IRS, yeah, Ill Rhymes Society. They was a year. <laughs> un, they was a year under us. Woo! Dave I, and them was like a year under us. We, I'm, I they, found they shit on Apple Music not too long ago. Like they was good, that nigga. They was good, <laughs> but like. Well, like I had a I had a partner, me and my nigga, uh, me and my nigga. There's another nigga I knew named Jay, and we had this group called Twice as Trife, and I, I know it's a terrible rap. No, name. but that's a good but rap name in the '90s, nigga. That's a rap name for the '90s for and, sure. And I and I remember we signed up for this like battle rap competition, cause I knew Jay could like rap, but he wasn't like a battle rap nigga. Mm-hmm. But like we signed up for this competition. And like I think the prize was like five hundred dollars. And like nigga That must well be ten thousand dollars. And like ninety seven, ninety eight, I'm sixteen years old. Like 
five hundred. Like I know we mean this nigga would have to split the money down the middle, mm. but like nigga two hundred. I wasn't making two hundred fifty dollars a month mm-hmm. working at Wendy's. So like nigga, this was life changing money. And I remember going into it. I'm like nigga, if we make it past the first round, I remember telling that nigga, I'm gonna carry us to the victory. <laughs> and nigga, we made it past the first round, and I was. Oh, I was I was killing, and I remember there was some nigga. They could rap actually, yeah. and I I still kind of fuck around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I remember there was some nigga that went to like Mumford, and he was always talking about how he had a deal with like uh, Flip Mode. Mm-hmm. He was gonna be Buster Rhymes was yeah. gonna sign, <laughs> and he rapped just like Buster Rhymes. And this nigga was getting on my motherfucking nerves because <laughs> like we would have to have like, like you know Detroit rap then was primitive mm-hmm. like we'd have to have like all these meetings about like you know when the show comes up and what we can and can't do I'm like I'm like look I cuss when I rap mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I don't give a fuck about this kitty shit <laughs> like nigga I'm out to get this money and I remember the last <laughs> round was me and this like Buster Rhyme and like that shit doesn't transfer <laughs> over <laughs> well <laughs> in a battle rap situation and I remember I had this line with like uh, I'm I'm like a dog that ain't been fed for seven days, and all I've been eating is raw meat and razor blades, and like that shit, like sent the room into a frenzy. And when she bought me that check, like nigga, all I could see was like the crowd and the money, and I'm like Publish nigga, clearhouse check. I'm That's like nigga, we no, it was a big dumbass check like that. And I told my nigga Jams like dog, we all, we all. Like, nigga, nobody knows us outside of this room. <laughs> I w- I'll go back to school the next day. You know what I'm saying? This this Friday, we go back to school Monday. Nigga, all I got to... I didn't already cash the check. Man. We didn't already split up the money. All I got to show for it is a pair of Tim's, a Jabot outfit, Jabot. and a Nautica jacket. No. Money gone. No, we money had, gone. It was some way them showcases. Who, who said we all got... <laughs> At Cody, we 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 entered into the the school down the street uh, showcase. I ran track. I skipped the track meet and shit. Right, we to go, go rap. To, the hell yeah, they mm. go rap. I posted a picture of it recently and shit. Mm. Anywho, but like we had the stage. We had a smoke machine. Mm. We had back Yo, in the day, niggas had the low rider bikes yeah. that had to, that come out on the fucking stage. We went to another high school, killed their motherfucking performance. Like nigga, you couldn't tell me. That we wasn't the new Wu Tang or yeah, some shit. Like, sure. this shit was amazing. And then the next day, it was like, why didn't you come to the fucking game yesterday? Yeah. I was in trouble with my fucking life. Uh, nigga, nobody cared. Because we rocked the we, fucking we, senior luncheon. Like, in yeah. school, we were so. these niggas can rap. We were so. We was so young and rap was so primitive. It was a barrier of entry. Like, now you can just Google some shit on YouTube and you can find beats. No, nigga, I had to find a nigga. Like, you had to know a nigga that did beats, and he probably did beats in his house. Mm-hmm. So you had to at least be in good enough to a nigga, to, a grown man, to let seven, 16, 17-year-old niggas to his crib you know to, how I got to listen to beats. I ain't had no money. There was two different joints on... On Juvenile Falling Degrees album, yes. at the end of the joint, like the beat played for like yep, twenty four bars, like it was enough to rap off. And the IRS niggas, they album one of them songs just had like a space for like a hook, a verse, and a bar. So we had the you get the double decks, yep. right? You recorded that shit, and then I, you in a makeshift studio, but you were like really in your in your mm-hmm. in your in your bedroom with a fucking radio yeah, and a, sure. a horrible microphone, just <laughs> like rapping over a double deck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, oh, them the two beats. Every word, every rhyme I'm getting is off of these you, two beats. You yeah. know what? What helped is that me and Jay won that show, and like 
so people kind of knew that I rapped a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, like, Fat Ray was my man, so, like, that's a nigga that could vouch for me. Mm -hmm. And, like, I would be around them niggas. I, like... I wouldn't rap at the hip hop shop because I thought like them niggas was like, yeah. like I need to go Animals. back home. Like I remember seeing a young Elzai. I remember seeing Guilty Simpson says something about pushing niggas face first in the yellow snow, and I was like, Nah, I'm not ready. For <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready for these type of raps. Like these <laughs> niggas, these niggas is rapping, rapping. You know what I'm saying? So like, so, I, I can see that. I can see that that whole little picture of you holding that chick, man, just like hype as hell. Nigga, like, first I'm, of all, I didn't even have a bank account. My <laughs> mama had to cast the check. <laughs> Nigga, we had to sign that check. Like, I didn't understand signing a check over. So I thought, like, giving it to her yeah. was giving her the money. money yeah, and, like, she, she legit had to take, like... I didn't believe that she was going to give me the money to the point like she took me to Comerica with her. <laughs> like, you sign it, they're going to deposit it, and then I'm going to get the cash back. I'm like, today though, right? <laughs> like, we're getting the money, like, right now. But see, like, last week on the on the pod we dropped yesterday, technically, um, when we was talking about, like, kids rapping in school, like, like these stories, this feeling, yeah. it's not the same. Like it, it now them be. niggas still be rapping. I drop my daughter off to school every day. I'm niggas be outside. Yeah, but it ain't that same. Like you said, the same. carry your notebooks. Cause I remember even like I graduated '04. I remember being in science class and everybody passing around their notebooks because they got their little raps and everybody reading them and just like that or going to bathrooms and niggas battling the bathrooms. Like it's it's a little different, you know. What I'm saying like today. the style of rap that they do now, and is there a showcase? Is there a spot where people are like, yo, let's come over here and see who rap better? Mm. That's not like a thing. It's not the same. Now, it's not saying it's, it's better or worse. It's just not the same. No, you I know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't... Your lyrical dexterity ain't what's being judged right now. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? And so, the level of music, the Detroit music that's, like, popular right now. They be fresh, though. And talking about they be like, all swagger. You're talking about then and, and, and now. How do y'all feel about... Detroit rap then and now, like the difference in why do you think it's blowing up now the way it is? Is it because people ain't scared of us like they used to be? Uh, I think niggas have finally learned how to make good so or songs that translate better. I can't say that all of them are good, but like there's a sound right now that's popular yeah. and niggas have learned to ride that wave. You know, when I look at like a younger generation, T Grizzly, when he dropped first day out, mm. Like that song hit was the turnaround. Yeah, that to me that was the turnaround mm -hmm. because like then people saw like like it's always been niggas here making music. There's yeah. always been you know the Blaze, Trick Tricks, Al Nukes, but like when I look at songs like Stretch Money, Take Money to Make Money, mm -hmm. you know that was a turnaround. When I look at like First Day Out, like those were like so even, shits um, that kind of like put no the song that try me. Yeah, mm -hmm. fuck yeah, yeah. try because niggas had. It was it was nothing out that sounded like that. Dage had a coheat. Dage had a hit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She had a visual. She had it. Niggas didn't have the whole package. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think technology got a lot to do with it, because like growing up, everybody had Eastside Cheddar Boys. Mm -hmm. Everybody had Rollies Don't TikTok. Like everybody <laughs> had them tapes, right? Mm -hmm. And like the whole city knew every word. Like every word. I don't never think Big it Herc. was. A, yeah, like. Everybody always fuck with the music. Now it's that in the a whole fucking city mm -hmm. when it's a million niggas in here. Like everybody fuck with the music, whether they can quote unquote rap or not. Like we like this style. Mm -hmm. Now the internet allows everybody else to hear that same shit. Like it took a long. Like how would 
the real rollies don't TikTok the tape. <laughs> Make it to South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? It's and then enough for it to, to yeah. or whatnot. But like now with the internet, yep. and now it's like it's okay to embrace a quote unquote local artist mm -hmm. because that was the thing you only could like an established yeah, mainstream mainstream yeah. artist. Like no, it's okay to and local now is you just grew up in my same city. Mm -hmm. All of us are international. Mm -hmm. There's people in other countries that listen to your podcast for sure. I'm sure you look at that fucking the, the mm -hmm. notes and be like. Ooh, fuck with us in Zimbabwe. <laughs> but shout out to them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you international. Now, that technology shit, man, it's like the barrier entry is low. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you can shoot a video, put that bitch on YouTube, and... Shoot it with your phone. With your yeah. phone, yeah. With your damn iPhone. <laughs> you, your phone, some cheap editing software, and you out there. And it wasn't always... It wasn't always like that. I remember, like, go, like I said, like Big Gov used to produce. Mm -hmm. I remember going into that nigga house in his living room, listening to beats because I knew his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, that was my way, my way in. I remember I rapped on a hell of a beat in '03, nigga. I remember <laughs> record that bitch in the basement. <laughs> I remember, before. like, I, I used to intern in Nation Studios with Ivy Duncan. I remember, like, Royce recording Rock City out of that bitch. Mm -hmm. You know, D12 not even being signed yet, like coming to the studio and like fucking around with ideas. I remember seeing Eminem sneak in and out the studio, like just real low key. Mm -hmm. And he was just starting to bubble up himself. So, I mean, rap look, it just looked a lot different. And I want to sound like, you know, old nigga and back in my day, <laughs> but like shit was just different back in our day. Mm -hmm. And like niggas now know how to make songs. They yeah. know how to, you know, find the right beat, do the visual, put it out there where we didn't have that knowledge on how to, you know, first of all, studio time used to be expensive as fuck. And you didn't not all studios fuck with hip hop. Mm -hmm. You used to have to find producers, studio time, mixing and mastering, which niggas wouldn't always adept to mm -hmm. back then as well. Like that, that makes a huge difference yeah. in the song quality and then putting out like a visual you can if you got fifteen hundred dollars you can you can get yeah. you a, a, a decent video man shit less than that yeah, yeah but i'm just saying like yeah. you can get like a nigga that's got like a name mm. to you know give it that look and shit and it wasn't always like that yeah i'm so right now with the music right now i think uh everybody has access to it a lot of it sound the same some of it is really good mm. right uh I, only thing i think is missing <clears throat> right now are like everything don't sound professional mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is like somebody probably at some point gotta say um yo this song that's bubbling and is great you release 10 of them but only two of these sound this great yeah. like how you make the actual song or is this actually mixed and master because mm -hmm. nowadays since everybody listens through shit on headphones and yeah. shit like that the professional portion isn't always there and sometimes you i just don't have the ability to do yeah. that i'm a kid or i just don't got no money mm -hmm. um i think the there the, the behind the scenes stuff if they put that push into some artists man it'll yeah. be it'll be great because it is some folks here who just catch lightning in the bottle and be like yo this is this is it yeah for sure hell yeah now to the podcast man you know away from the music take take me back to episode one june 17 2016 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, with, oh man! Fast forward. You know, y'all on three ninety seven now. Like, just think about that time. Did y'all think did y'all still be going this long? Hell or, no! Like, and, and just talk about the goals that y'all have for the podcast. That's different 
now than it was episode one, 2016. I can speak for me. I thought episode number one, we might do five or six of these bitches. (laughs) Jay was my man's. He was real passionate about it. And like, you know, he bought it to me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's my bro. I'm just going to humor this nigga till he get tired of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, we was recording on like Friday nights. And at the time when we first started recording, I had, you know, I was dealing with a little chick. And like Friday night for a single man, that's that's motherfucking prime time. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, we'll do this podcast thing. And, you know, I just figure after a couple you know, I really thought after the first one, he just let it go. Yeah. And then that nigga called me up that next week, like Wednesday or Thursday with all these topics and like, yeah. what we going to talk about the, like this Friday. And I'm like, oh, we, we, oh, we, do, we doing this yeah. thing. And, oh, man. and that's how like it kept on because I'll be honest, even this year. I wanted to come to jail. I was like, man, maybe we should step back from shop talk and concentrate on. He did. This okay. week. Yeah. And concentrate on this weekend. Like, culture. Just think about it. I was like, okay, but you're not a part of this weekend culture. No, no. But I just thought that was like, you thought that was like, where is it like, was having a different trajectory okay. in my opinion, just from the outside looking in. And I'm like, maybe that's the one. Mm-hmm. And even with shop talk, like I said, first episode I thought was grand opening, grand closing. Close. We going to do this shit. Jay going to let it go. I didn't understand what a podcast was like. You do it consistently. <laughs> I thought maybe we, you know, this might be like a once a month. We do this shit couple. You know, we not doing shit like we turn the mics on and have some jokes. But like, nah, that nigga was like, yeah, we going to do this shit like next week. And then it just like kept becoming a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was week on week. And then it started becoming like, yo, we didn't even think about it no more. Like Friday, we know we're going to connect. We're going to do the podcast and we can laugh about it now. But like we made so many mistakes in the beginning, (laughs) fucked up the audio so So many many times. times. Nigga, I still make mistakes. You know what I'm Uh, saying? Like, nigga, mics wouldn't even be on. (laughs) (laughs) We had that one time where we had good ass interview and the camera wasn't on. Like, oh, (laughs) nigga, that was that was us. We like our first when I thought like this is like our first big interview, nigga. Mics went on. Thankfully, we had the cameras on and we could match that shit up. But it was like we were making so many mistakes. Mm. But like we we just kept thugging it out. And like I know people would sound cliche, but like legit, you just got to keep going, you know, no matter what it looked like, because, you know, it's easy for people to shit on your dream or your vision because they don't they ain't in it. They don't get it. They don't Mm. see it. You know, I didn't have so many people tell me like, you know, in the beginning, like, you know, why are you fucking with Jay? You should do some shit by yourself or like, you know, this shit ain't really moving like that. Y'all not getting 10,000 listens. I remember when we used to get a hundred, like the 50 first, listens. Like that first episode after like the first week, man, like 36 listens or some shit like that. Mm. But like in, in 2016, what only thing you can compare it to was. The there wasn't no like or the brilliant idiots yeah. you know i'm charlamagne and andrew show's yeah. podcast or whatever um and like it or uh combat jack yeah um it wasn't nothing out there and uh what's my uh cypher sounds and um rosenberg oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Epstein. Juan epstein or whatever like but like the thing with podcasts is one number is not published mm-hmm. you feel me like back in the day when everybody used to use soundcloud mm-hmm. you can go to their soundcloud mm-hmm. and see 
oh shit, they doing two hundred fifty thousand a week, mm-hmm. but them niggas is already starred. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yo, what's so crazy is like I remember that that first day. The technically the first episode that we released or recorded was on a Saturday, but I dropped it that same night, right? Mm-hmm. And at that time it was like, oh well, if you drop on Saturday. You gotta always drop on Saturday, mm-hmm. so like we gonna record on Friday next yeah, week, yeah. so I can like have some time to, sure. to do some shit. But it's like once I put that shit on the internet and put it on Facebook at the time, because Instagram wasn't like yeah. like that like it is now, and people started like tapping in and listening and like providing feedback. I'm like, yo, this shit kind of this shit kind of feel good, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And like in real life, I'm learning this shit in real time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I always been technically inclined, um, but like one time, one one week, you know, my mic might be louder than Dane mic. <laughs> Dane might be louder than mine, or maybe we both just like we really learning this shit in real time. Mm-hmm. And people was they allowed us grace, and someone like and yo they grew with us. Like yo, um, if this something something was off with the with the audio this week, or or like. It, it just was like, man, this is the, I guess like the immediate feedback of mm-hmm. it and talking and like, I'm a talker in general. So when people, when some, I, I'm the, the conspiracy nigga, right? <laughs> and everybody, I'm crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. some shit come down. Everybody call me, be like, hey, what you think about? <laughs> so I'm having the same conversation 15 times a week. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Y'all niggas just listen to the podcast. What's you that? got you got my thoughts on it. Yeah. And if you need to circle back, yeah. we can circle back. But it was just a, it was just such a, the time in podcast, it was just great early on. I remember when we, the first time we hit like a hundred listens, mm-hmm. I was like, man, we, we, in my mind, like we made it. Yeah, you think but about like, that check again. But, but yeah, <laughs> but then, but then like I look to where we've grown to now mm-hmm. and how many people listening to us on a monthly basis. And it's, you know, it's a humbling experience. Cause like I said, at the end of the day, man, I've always been like a loud mouth kind of shit talking nigga. Like that's, mm-hmm since I was a kid mm-hmm. and that's, and I'm still doing the same shit I'd have been doing, you know, whether we work together, whether I seen the nigga in a barbershop, you know, people just listening to, to two friends talk and had debates and having conversations. And sometimes we bring other people in on those conversations, but like, you know, this is what we was really doing. And just to see how people have gravitated to it, the love they've shown and how people have consistently been, been fucking with us. The thing about like podcasting that's so different from music and things of that. Like I'm not giving you no album. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like this, we definitely know, get more streams than rappers, though. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. But like, there's nothing tangible. You know that you you. I'm. We not touring. Yeah, we had live shows and shit. But like, people are tuning in because they're genuinely interested in what we got to say and our point of view, and they want to hear it from us. So it's always a humbling experience when I see those numbers. And now, like, I got a number in my head where I think me and Jay should stop. Mm-hmm. Like, this is I've never shared it with Jay. This is just my personal number, yeah. and I feel like by the time we get to this point. You know, hopefully we've reached a certain level of success. We got other stuff going on. But then, like, I look at it at the flip side. Like, to me, podcasting is like hip-hop. It's still, it's still really in its infancy. It's great, for sure. You know, it's we we just there. 42 now, which is relative. I'm 42, J41, which is relatively young. Could we do this another 15 years? What would Shop Talk Podcast look like then? Because, like, like, we could. 
Joe Rogan did his podcast ten years for niggas knew who he, before the, the the people knew who he was. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like he did it every day. You know who got more podcasts than Joe Rogan? Oh, yeah. Adam Carolla. Mm-hmm. Adam Carolla have been doing podcasting since since I can fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Adam Carolla ended up making his home fucking network. He do it daily now, but mm-hmm. like it's a whole thing. But like I've been. Listening to podcasts since podcast before podcasts were podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also one hundred percent did the first live show in Detroit. We did multiple live shows in Detroit. Um, we did our live show in twenty seventeen, April, my birthday, April uh, twenty seventeen. Oh man, that was um, a wild. It's a it's a great time. Uh, we didn't did one at the Charles H. Wright Museum for African American History. We didn't did a couple inside of um, our building. And when people was like, "Listen, man, y'all got me through." the pandemic where every time I go to work I'm listening to y'all I was going through struggles and I just turned y'all on and y'all got me through such and such it's like oh shit we we, we legitimately yeah, serving like yeah, a bigger, yeah. bigger purpose when somebody yeah. from Louisiana reach out and be like man I ain't never been to Detroit man but it feel like I'm an honorary sure. Detroiter because of the, the streets that y'all talking about the artists you're talking about like, y'all put me on so much shit in Detroit lingo and stuff like that like yeah. it's like oh shit this is like a bigger yeah it's a bigger thing than than I I I, I knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and um, speaking of like first episodes, you have a lot of people come inside your your your, your place mm-hmm. and record. Some people have two three episodes and stop. Some people <laughs> some people have a lot. I mean, We've seen niggas break up on air. Yep. <laughs> Legitimately, I've seen two different pods break up on air. Yeah, your homegirl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see with these people that walk in? Do you can you kind of like? Determined, like, oh yeah, this ain't gonna last too long, or or it got something going on. Like, what mistakes do you see people make when they first come in and recording? And yeah. what some what some things that you have seen? Like, damn, they they still doing it. They still, you know, saying staying strong. Um, some of the mistakes I see is they instantly come in and try to be like something that already exists. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to be like drink champs? Well, drink champs already already exist. <laughs> yeah. I want to be the breakfast club. The breakfast club already exists. Mm-hmm. Um, what people don't realize is with podcasting specifically, they need you. They need you, your authentic self. Mm-hmm. The topics that people are talking about, everybody talking about this shit all week. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not that like you about to give some, like, what you about to say about Will and Jada that ain't been said before. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Like you're not about to get no earth breaking ground shattering type shit, but the people who tune in for you, they want to hear your for perspective sure. yeah, yeah. on it. And when you just regurgitate, what I hear want? niggas watch ESPN and go to work and then talk like basketball analysts. Like, nigga, you got that shit from ESPN. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, so when you watch the shit. shade room, you look at the comments and then you go on the pod and say the exact comments in the shade room. Mm-hmm. And that's not you. Mm-hmm. Like, so what me and Dame do is like, whatever the trending topic is, right? It could be Will and Jada. We'll talk about it because we have to, but we really want to have a conversation about infidelity. Yeah. Or we want to have a conversation exactly. about, I don't, like, because two years from now, who the fuck cares about yeah, Will, what's Jada. a rapper that's probably not going to be around? Uh, <laughs> who going to care about Ice Spice four years from now yeah. when they find your episode, right? <laughs> I don't like that I just disrespected her. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not, I was trying to. But the, who is going to care? But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Or insert what 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 happens with random reality TV star four years from now? No mm. one's gonna know. Yeah, like, who the fuck is that? Because what with podcasting, this shit forever. Mm. If somebody say we share this shit up, when we share this stuff on our timeline, someone like, oh, I ain't never heard of Shy vs. Everybody. Mm. Let me go check it out. And now I go back 
two, three years and listen to all the episodes mm-hmm. because when somebody find a new podcast that they fucking with, yeah, they, go they back. get caught yeah. up. No, for sure. So when they getting caught up, if everything that you ever done is about what's trending that week, yeah, they gonna be here. I don't really care. Yep. You know what I think is a huge mistake that people make? Like a lot of niggas, y'all think y'all funny. Or y'all think y'all got good conversation. <laughs> and it just be because all y'all be drunk and yeah. high together. That's it. And like when you can't smoke in the studio or you don't have or you need to get drunk before you record, like, nigga, you booked for two hours. You already an hour and a half in and we ain't turned the mics on because y'all just yeah. y'all just getting drunk. That's the thing. You book for an hour, you twenty minutes in, you still pouring liquor. Like, start talking, dog. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Or, Start talking. or another one where I can tell niggas is like on some other shit. They come in, they immediately want to get on live, and they talking to their audience. Hey, hey, Sharice, no, where hate, y'all at? I hate listening to a podcast show. You are engaged on the phone, talking to your live. Like, what the fuck? We don't know what the hell going on. Just t- talk on the mic. Leave the phone you, alone. You see, you see a lot of that shit with these with these chicks, and they be. You know, they'd be fine. They'd be Detroit popular. But, like, you get to talking to them. And they'd be like, baby, is the lights on up there? Like, yeah. is anybody home? And they just be... <laughs> I don't I don't want to diss nobody in particular. But we didn't have, like, a lot of pretty women come through. Yeah. And that just be it. Yeah. They'd be pretty. Mm-hmm. And they have a following because, you know, you got a fat ass and some big titties. But, like, that doesn't make you a I personality. Got a, I got an idea. Let's have a battle with the sexes. That's a brand new idea. <laughs> but you know, some people do it differently. But like, when your whole your whole idea, uh, the first thing a lot of niggas to email or call or text, like, yo, can we smoke in there? Like, no, nah, our building don't. We can't smoke in the building. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, my nigga, you you potting for an hour. Mm-hmm. You can't go an hour without smoke. Yeah. Get high in the car. I don't, yeah, for sure. You know Come in, bitch, blow. Yeah. Or whatever. But like. You got to be yourself. Um, I personally, um, we don't have a guest-based podcast. Mm. We do guests, you know what I'm saying? But we don't have a guest-based podcast because depending on who you are, mm. you may not be able to get the guests. You've booked the, you've booked the pod, you booked the episode, you hear your guests don't show up, mm. and now you can't talk. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to have to reschedule. Mm-hmm. Well, you still owe me money. Well, I'll reschedule once for <laughs> yeah, you, but yeah. like somebody could have used this time slot. Mm-hmm. But like, if you don't got like, can you talk? Yeah, it's two of y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's Chop three it of y'all. Can y'all not? But that's the thing. The mics tell the truth. You know what I'm saying? You can hide. You can hide behind your Instagram filters. You can, you know, hide behind them cute captions or them reels or whatever. You turn these motherfucking mics on. Either you know how to have a conversation, be engaging, or you don't. And a lot of niggas, you know, I've seen rappers, I've seen Detroit popular niggas come in there, and y'all really like socially awkward. Y'all don't oh my God. super <laughs> awkward. Oh my God. Y'all don't y'all don't know what to say or what to, if somebody not talking about clothes, fashion, or where y'all gonna be at, yeah. y'all don't really know what to say or it's what all. to do. Man. And that hour get real uncomfortable. You know, we had we had a terrible episode. And you probably wouldn't know it the way Jay edited it, but we had a terrible episode like, you know, a few months months back. Mm. And the nigga was like, like once we started getting into it, I was like, oh, this nigga don't 
like he he lost he 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 want to be here because he want to be here because that's the thing i'm supposed to do mm -hmm. but like when it got to like really talking to him and his team like the nigga one word two word answers we asked him about the project and he was like i, I ain't got no I, money for that i ain't I, got i can't support it like it it was it was really painful and it's that, crazy you, you oh, i'm sorry cut you off, my bad yo go ahead go oh ahead. no because you do got a lot of people that just want to come on your platform but really ain't got don't know how to talk don't got shit to talk about never listen to it yeah don't never listen to the podcast they just want to be there because like you said it's the thing to do they feel like that's the you know you're just supposed to do that you're supposed to get on the platform and just be there yeah and don't have shit to say a lot of people don't actually focus on the audio right so podcasting is audio first mm -hmm. right what is morphed into it's something different or whatnot, but like, for, I, I end up purchasing new mics, mm -hmm. right? Because I have mics similar to this um, and on these stands and shit, but like, it was so many people that are come in to do their podcast <laughs> and they'll sit like this. And I would, you know, like, yeah, hey, just, you, yeah. just, I'm like, I put like a little green dot here, like, hey, you're just talking to that green dot, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, they just won't. Mm -hmm. I'm like, y'all got on headphones too, right? So you can, I got everybody headphones so you can hear yourself. You can hear when you talking on the microphone like this or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Hey, girl, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the mic arms to like, since you're going to sit back, let me pull this back. Exactly. So you can, but like, you're not focused on the actual audio of it. And shout out to our podcast listeners because they work in the plant. They truck drivers. They listen in their car. They listen in their headphones at work. Cleaning they the house need, on Saturdays. They need the audio. The mm. video is cool. But, like, if y'all our age, right, mm. you 35, 40, and up, fam, y'all not on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's not the that's not the demographic that's on YouTube watching, definitely not watching a two-hour uh, a two-hour video. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, until you build that in, and it's, like, it's different. But, mm. like... Yeah, focus on that audio. Yeah. Like, I get it. You want to put your video up there and everything like that. I've got a love-hate relationship with, with the advertising and the, and the social media posts and everything like that. Because I personally have never listened to a podcast because you posted a picture of your podcast. Mm -hmm. Unless it's, oh, shit, that's 50 Cent in there with him. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me listen because he had 50 Cent. Yeah. Other than that, I've never listened to a podcast. Yeah. Oh, they got a picture. Mm -hmm. Let me no. go listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've never done that. Now, if it's a video clip and the and the conversation sound interesting, like oh, I want to hear the rest of that conversation. Yeah. Now that's a thing. Mm -hmm. But like you posting a video of a pod just because you know you got to, mm -hmm. that's not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not listening to that shit. Yeah. And, they, and niggas should just like really find their voice and find you. You know, like you said, you got to be uniquely you. There's a reason that people gravitate to you. You don't have there's enough sauce out here where you don't have to be nobody else. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people get on the socials and like Jay said, they see what work for other people. Yeah. And I need to be that. No, your your brand is going to grow because people are listening to you and what you got to say and how you say it. And like everybody can't be Angela Yee. Mm -hmm. Everybody can't be Charlemagne. Somebody got to be. You know, Tiffany from the West Side. Somebody mm -hmm. got to be, you know. Jay and Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you just got to be uniquely yourself. Mm -hmm. And like I said, when I see people come in trying to be somebody else, you know, always on that live or like they can't be shit until they shit face drunk <laughs> and they an hour and a half and they, you know, booked a two hour session and they an hour in. Like, and you think this sound better than to do. Cause you're drunk. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you you gonna go back like, oh hell no. Remember we had that 
we had this one girl that came in there and she had like a whole setup, yes. had a backdrop. Yes. Beautiful woman. Had a whole setup, had a backdrop, you know, how she wanted to do it. Booked a two hour session, nigga. They was legit there for like an hour before they did anything. We waiting on people to come. That's not how the studio session. That's not how the studio session work, baby, because you book from two to four. At four o'clock, I don't give a fuck who done been here. Like we got another session at four thirty. Like you're paid, done with. Somebody paid their money to come up here and record their pie. So it's not that I don't want you to run over mm-hmm. somebody. If 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 nobody's next and I don't got nothing to do, mm-hmm. I'm very generous with my time sometimes, even more so than I should be. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like you know what? All right, I give you a couple more moments for for the guests to arrive, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not. <coughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think I know you're talking. About, but yeah, a lot of people do look at other podcasts and be like, "Oh, I can do this shit. It's easy." Oh, I, I seen Nori and Gilly and all these motherfuckers talking and they just cracking jokes. I can do this too. But like you said, you get on a mic and you really ain't that funny for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? So now it's, it's awkward hey listening to it. man, if you think it. you can do it, book two hours of time and come do it. Yeah. Come do it. I'll that's press the, best, the button. That's <laughs> the best. Like, so some people, I want to see the, the, the interpersonal relationship between Jay and Dame. I want to mm-hmm. hear y'all converse with each other. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's me and my homies yeah. talking. You know, so now how how did how did y'all grow the podcast, bro? Because like I know y'all y'all a lot of people are preaching about audio and stuff like that. But what would y'all from you know saying just having it in front of your homeboys and homegirls? Like what did y'all mm-hmm. do to grow your audience for the podcast and have them go and listen to it on you know saying the audio version and come watch y'all on YouTube and stuff like that? It starts with your 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 own personal network, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where it starts. Uh, Instagram was a little bit different. Hashtags used to be um, like a thing. Um, posting interesting content, like me and me and Dame did the first verses. Mm-hmm. Andre three thousand verse Ti. It's still on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause uh, he say Andre three thousand top whatever whatever. I'm like nigga, Ti rap better than Andre. Mm-hmm. And like it can't. It was a joke. You know what I'm saying? But like, we put that shit on the internet. We did one guy to go. Between Big, Pac, Nas, and Jay. We mm. put that on Facebook. It got like a lot of attention or whatever. But like in real life, in my personal and professional opinion, um, the best place to grow and advertise your podcast is on other podcasts. Mm. Right? So having other podcasters on or going to other podcasters show is the best place because you have a, a very unique listener who is a podcast fan. Mm-hmm. They're very cerebral if they can listen to audio for an hour and a half and not have video, right? So the best place to... And once you get into podcasting, so you got a bunch of fans that love your pod, right? It's only dropping once a week. Yeah. What do I do for the rest yeah, the of day. my... Yeah, for sure. 40 hours and I'm going to yep. be at work. Let me find something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So advertising on other podcasts and, and real and real, real life is just cater to your audience. Mm. I see so many people make the mistake of trying to garner new fans and like the people who listen to you now listen to you for a reason and you keep trying to do something different to pull other people and some of your core may leave because like yo that's not what we signed up for mm-hmm. we didn't sign up for you know what i mean some of my motherfuckers tell me like i don't i don't, I don't like when y'all had guests mm-hmm. i just want to hear y'all talk y'all yeah. don't never have to have a guest <laughs> yeah for sure you know what i'm saying like for me i look at it like campaigning you know what i'm saying we had to hit the pavement get our faces out there. I sh- shake hands, kiss babies, like all of that shit. You know, the socials helped. 
you know, it started with our core, with, with our core base, friends, family, people that fuck with us. But that's only going to get you so far. Mm-hmm. The socials help in putting our faces out there. And I know for me, I'm not afraid to hit the streets and go see niggas, go talk to niggas. If somebody invited us somewhere, fuck it. I'm I'm, I'm going to do everything within my power to show up there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work the room. I'm going to talk to people. You know, I'm a networking has been huge for me in order to get out there. You know, you... We have different podcasts like like this relationship. You came on our show and now we on your platform, Mm -hmm. you know, building those relationships and just being genuine people. If I say I'm going to do some shit, I'm going to do some shit. If I tell a nigga I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. If I can't make it, you're going to get a call from me and we're going to figure something else out. But like I, I get out there and I look at it like campaigning. I'm not afraid to go. Nowhere in the city, sit down on anybody platform, talk to them. If it's genuine, you ain't on no fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? And you want us to come out, you know, I don't care. I don't, I don't look at niggas shit like I'm too big for this or this is too small for me. Like I'm humbled that you want me to come out and just talk. Mm -hmm. So if you invite me out somewhere, I'm going to come out and I'm going to do my thing. We're going to take pictures. I'm going to promote it on our socials. Hopefully you promote it on yours Mm -hmm. and we're going to keep building like that. But like, you know, I like the, the organic type of grassroots shit. Like if you holler at me, Fuck it. What what time? What, you know, where, when can we work it out? And let's let's just do sure. this shit. Like in real, like Freeway Rick. What was you doing on our show? Yeah, we didn't have the we didn't have a we didn't have the the giant following. That it wouldn't be like if we had him on present day. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But he did it because the the off the strength of the twins. Mm-hmm. He like yeah he caught what's so crazy. I'm watching uh, Freeway on Vlad TV years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, man. That'd be super dope with me and Dame and like find a way to, to get in contact with him. Like, what kind of questions would I ask him? Because mm-hmm. it's an internal conflict with me. Like, y'all love all the shit you're doing, but like, you probably single handedly the reason that we are in the position yeah. that we're in right now. Yeah. And then that later that week, um, I think SJ hit me up was like, yo, y'all want to have freeway on? Yeah. Like, for like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I literally just said it in my brain. Yeah. And like two or three days later, you call me like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. When I see this, when I think of like the people that's been through them doors, you know, I don't never like to name drop, but like we didn't have Freeway Rick. We didn't have uh, the twins had Jay Prince, mm-hmm. Ty Mopkins, TK Kirkland, you know, all the type of, I mean, shot. street. Yeah, shot. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't have Chet Piss- Boys been in there. BMF. That's low, yeah. Uh, Yo, uh, he went to prison again. Yeah, J-Bo. He, J-Bo was in there. Yeah. In the, in the, so you, in the studio, same studio you was in, mm-hmm. he brought 50 people with him. <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't realize that it was going to be 50 people because we are talking about BMF. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's not the, it's not the biggest space. Yeah, it's not at all. Yeah. But, like, 50, 50 people. people. And he was like, yo, can we smoke in here? i like, y'all, y'all can't really smoke in here. But, like, <laughs> what I'm going to do yeah. is late at night, they get the security in here. So yeah. Y'all do what the fuck y'all want. Yeah. Like, like, fuck it. But what I'm going to do about it? Uh, so it's been a... It, it, but all but all that's come from organic shit. Just networking, getting, networking talking yeah. to people, no, campaigning, sure. getting to know people. Like, the, the twins legit just reached out to Jay Prince and maneuvered that whole thing. He happened to be in Detroit a specific weekend. Like, literally, we saw him three times in the same weekend and shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just building those. Who did, didn't he bring Deion Sanders' ex-wife with him? Yeah, and she was there. Julia Beverly. It was just a lot yeah. of. Then Ice Cube was in town. Ice Cube pulled up 
uh, cause the big three was in town, so it was end up being J Prince, Ice Cube, and Trick Trick. Yeah. Um, because we went over to the to the listening session over at, at the at the time Collector Studios, mm. and like I remember, I had to go to work that night. I was working midnights, and like I just I called off because I'm like, it don't feel right for me mm. being with Julia Beverly, uh, Jay Prince, and doing all this other stuff, and we are networking, doing our thing, and like. Yo, I'm about to leave early so I can go to work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta go, y'all. I'm like, nah, I can't. And that's the first time I called off. Because yeah. I don't I don't call off. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But it's so weird. But, like, it's the networking, right? Because all those different podcasts coming here, I'm usually, for the most part, I'll be in there setting everything up and getting to talk to them before and after. And they be like, you want to be on the one-up rides? Mm-hmm. I be like, sure, I'll sit yeah, here. For sure. And then I get to promote yeah. Shop Talk. You know yep. what I'm saying? So we'll get some listeners from here, get some listeners there, and like, yo. And then like, well, shit, you, know, you and Dave want to jump on? Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we for sure. Yeah. In real life, it's, it's real it's real life networking, being personable, mm. you know. What, what's the one thing, last question about the podcast, what's the one thing you want people to take away from y'all, from y'all show? Uh, you might get some knowledge, you might get some laughs, but either way, you will be entertained. Mm-hmm. It's authentic. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get, uh, we're not going to do what's just popular. We're not going to do what's, you know, what's just trendy. Whatever you get from me and Jay is going to be authentic, and we stand behind them words. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we don't edit the podcast, and we don't shy away from shit. I talk crazy all the time, but I stand on that shit. And we stand on, like, our brand. You know, when you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. When you hear me and Jay you understand what that brand comes along with, and that's what's carried us and will continue to carry us. We're going to be authentic and be authentically ourselves until we're not doing this shit no more. And that's that's what's carried Shop Talk Podcast. We ain't never tried to be nobody else. We ain't never tried to mimic nobody else. We don't shit on nobody else, but we us. Mm-hmm. We do what we do. And, you know, it's enough lanes out there for you to do what you do and for us to never crash. Yeah, for sure. It's enough sauce out there for you to steal our recipe and make it your own. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's no hate. We don't do no gatekeeping. We don't do no whole shit. If you want the information, all you got to do is come holler at us. Book a session. You know what I'm saying? Talk to us. I didn't give information to any and everybody. I didn't literally help people set their own studios up. This is what you need to buy. I didn't physically went and physically help somebody set their studio up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, let me. I'm holding shit on the wall yeah, for you. You know for what I'm sure. saying? Because one, I fuck with you, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm not, I'm not a gatekeeper. Yeah, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. And then one of the homies, like, he booked some time. He was like, I'm not potting today, but I do want to ask you the question. I want that at the very least. I want to pay you for your time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And um, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. And um, whatever you need, like yeah, you know, that's dope. yeah, we not hoard no information, and we not on no whole shit. So I mean, we, to me, I always look back. I always look at like somebody, maybe not in podcasting per se, but just through life, niggas always gave me a hand up, and it ain't never hurt them. You know, my light not going to dim just because I help you with something mm-hmm. or because I put you on the game or because you on our platform is not going to make me look worse or, or anything of that nature. So, I mean, if we if we can find a way to work together and it's mutually beneficial, then let's get the work done. For sure. One candle. My, to your point, a light does not dim. I, one candle can light a thousand candles mm-hmm. and they all burn 
at the same intensity. So. Yeah, yeah. Now this is the first time I, I I usually do like little funny little segments and I try to do something to end the show off whatever. It's my first time trying this with you know saying with you guys. All right. Too early, too late, or right on time. I give you something. You tell me if you if it was too early, too late, or right on time. First, sex. Was sex t- for you too early, too late, or right on time? Way too early. Right Way on time. Way too early. Right on time. I taste my. I got my first piece of pussy at fourteen, <laughs> oh, yeah. and that shit turned me out. Way too early. That was early. That Way was too early. early. All right. What about say? So I was doing some wild shit prior to me actually having sex. That was way too early, yeah. but it wasn't actual penetration. Right? Okay, yeah. but like it was that and that. Like nigga, you like eight? <laughs> what is you doing? Like, but that was. But like I think I was like uh, I like seventeen or some shit. Okay, um, it ended up being right on time. I yeah. got her pregnant straight out. First Damn. drop. Damn. First drop. 14 <laughs> years of semen let all into this young girl. No rubber. 14. First time was raw. No rubber. 14 years worth of nut into another 14, 15 year old body. Summer. <laughs> yeah, that was too early. Cause. <laughs> Way too early. All right. Too early. Too late. All right on time. Figuring out life. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm I'm 42 and still figuring that shit out. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, when you look at other people and what they got going on, that, that I, I can't think of the phrase as a thief of joy or whatever. Mm, comparison is a thief of joy. <laughs> when you look at, uh, yeah, when you look at other niggas, sometimes I look at like some of my homies mm. that I feel like are doing just like good. They got big houses, big cars making a bunch of money and I'm like, nigga, I'm still off PA. <laughs> and I think like, man, maybe I'll figure this shit out too late. But then I look at other aspects of my life. Like, you know, maybe I don't have a big ass house and a new ass car, but I got the love of my children around me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I almost died a few years ago. I still got my health. Mm-hmm. I still got, you know, a decent job and like, nigga, it ain't, and maybe it ain't the best roof. Maybe I need a new roof, <laughs> but I still got, got one roof. Over, yeah, yeah, I still yeah. got one over my head and nigga, I own my house. I don't pay no mortgage. I ain't, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's mine free and clear. And I'm like, and I'm thankful for that, but I'm like this life shit, man, at 42, I'm still figuring that shit the fuck out. And I feel sometimes it's too late, but yeah. you know, God keep giving you chances to wake up. So I mean, you know. in real life, it's probably right on time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All the shit that I wanted younger in life, I'm glad I didn't get because I would not have known what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I look at like recently, I've been looking at like um, looking at the podcast and the podcast studio. How long we've been doing it? And I, I asked myself specifically what time and having the studio open because the studio wasn't even was never meant to be open to the public mm-hmm. it was really just a spot a small spot for me and him to record so we don't have to to wait to get our audio back and was paying a white can, man and mm-hmm. only can record in this particular it was literally that and it turned into something else because we was helping people out mm-hmm. and i was like well man if i only had to record the pod an hour a week like how much free time what i got back during that free time what I've invested in, in different relationships and things of that nature. Mm. And you go through that process, but it's like, okay, what if you married with a child? Are you fulfilled with that? Mm-hmm. What if you live in that particular life, but you feel like, and that person that you look at, like they got everything, he got the wife, he got yeah. the kids, he got the job. What if that person walks around unfulfilled and stifled? Like they got something on their chest that they can't say. And, and I don't have that. Mm-hmm. I don't have 
I don't feel like there's something on my chest that I can't say. I don't feel unfulfilled creativity wise or whatnot. So it's probably right on time for sure. To be perfectly honest. Sure. All right. Too early, too late, right on time. Moving out your parents' house. Right on time. Too early. Too early. Yeah. Too early. I know for me, <laughs> so I always been a wild nigga. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's been me. You know, I knew 13, 14, like, I can't deal with this shit. I can't deal with mama rules and, you know, all of that shit. And I left home at 19, and it wasn't really, like, a had-to-leave situation. I just got, like, my first real job. Mm -hmm. We was working at Comcast. Like, I was starting to make, like, real money. And I remember me and my mama had an argument, and I was like, I can't take this shit no more. And I found me an apartment. Two weeks later, I was was gone. And when I, looking back on it, like, nigga, me and Jay, we was working in sales at Comcast. Like, nigga, I was legit bringing home, like, four, five grand a month mm. at 19. I should have stayed home, yeah, saved day. up, yeah. like, 10, 15 racks yeah. and bought a motherfucking house. But I felt like I was a man. Couldn't nobody tell me shit. You know, I I remember I found, like, one of my dad pay stubs looking through some mail. And I was like, shit, he making it off of this. I make this much. Like, yeah. nigga, I ain't got to deal with this shit. And yeah. I left. And I felt like... You know, I left because I was stubborn, Mm -hmm. because I thought I was a man. And I never forget, like, my mama had left me, like, a letter in my Bible that Mm -hmm. I had. Like, if the world get too cold, you can come back home. Like, nigga, the world cold than a motherfucker. (laughs) And I should have stayed home (laughs) at least a year. Because, nigga, I moved out the crib with $500 to my name. Mm -hmm. That wasn't enough to even, like, cover rent. Had I got, I hadn't been on, first of all, I hadn't been on a job 90 days. (laughs) So, like, I ain't got no benefits. You know what I'm saying? I got fit. I had fifteen hundred dollars. I put down first last month, and I was like, "Fuck it, we out." And I didn't know if I could maintain. Like at nineteen, I had never paid no other. Like the first thing I had was a cell phone bill. Like nigga, I haven't even paid the cell phone bill for a year. Like I didn't know if I could pay. I didn't have a checking account. I was. I remember busting my checks open, like four thousand dollar checks at the liquor store, and I remember like the lady from the bank knew like my girlfriend had a had a like checking account and the lady from the bank saw me at the liquor store she just stopped me she was like baby you doing this you doing this all wrong she like with fifty dollars you can I'm like fifty fifty fucking dollars <laughs> she you was, probably give a nigga sixty bucks every check just yeah, to, yeah just the percentage sure. of the check yeah. so I mean like moving out was too I'll tell a young nigga in a minute look I we used to clown my homie uh, Gaidia, mm. my homeboy Gaidia, we used to clown him because he lived in his grandma basement. Mm-hmm. And but grandma basement was cool. She wouldn't like. She let us smoke. We do beats, rap, yeah. and we didn't understand it. We just thought this nigga was living in the basement. No, Granny said you can't leave till you save up forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. She's still cooking three meals a day. Mm-hmm. Granny washing clothes. How she not making this nigga pay no bills? <laughs> so like he saved up. 30, 40 grand and bought a house. And like, I wish I, like, I tell a young nigga in a minute, humble yourself. For sure. Humble yourself. Home is safe, my <laughs> nigga. Home is safe. It's warm. Even if your mama getting on your nerves, nigga, she gonna leave you a plate in the exactly. microwave. Hell yeah. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know, you don't know what it's like to open up your, like, if you a young nigga and you ain't never lived on your own, you don't know what it's like to open up your refrigerator and all you got in there is sour cream and Kool-Aid. Hell my yeah, that's it. Like, stay home. Yeah. And I moved out way too early and I tell I tell my kids all the time now 
Like, nigga, my oldest 20, he got another year of college left. Look, bro, when you get done with school, I know this ain't the lap of luxury, but, like, you ain't got to leave. You know what I'm saying? Now, nah, it's it's some rule. It's going to be some rules here. Mm. But, like, nigga, save up some money. Don't don't go out and get an $1,800 apartment and you're making $32,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Like, save up some money. Get it right. And when you're ready to leave, then go out out here. And, I mean, times was a lot different, like – we was talking, my first apartment was five fifteen a month. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this <laughs> shit. But, like, you got to, nigga, stay home. Stay home. Save yeah. up your money. Save up your resources. Get your credit straight. Find you a woman that you can lock in with. Mm. Not just some bitch to fuck. Like, yeah. find you somebody to lock in with. And when you really ready, mm. get out here. Yeah, now get out. What about you, Jay? Too early, too? Um, it ended up being right on time. Mm. Um... In the grand scheme of things, oh, this is what I was just looking for. Uh, look how much, in, this was in 93. Apartment versus what it is now. Uh, average of rent was $447. Right now it's $2,000. Gas, uh, uh, gas price was $1.11. Now it's three eighty six. Salary in 93, average $31,000. 2023, $56,000. Yeah, like, it's, it's hard. That, that rent shit you know crazy. What I'm saying? It, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's rent is expensive as shit. Um, it was um, it was probably right on time actually. Uh, I think I left for about twenty two or twenty. I think I was like twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a misunderstanding between me and my parents. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like how they handled a particular situation. As an as an adult. I was probably wrong. Yeah. Or I probably I was just uninformed or whatever. So we had stopped speaking inside of the home and then me and my I moved out with my brother. Uh and we got to we we rented a crib on uh on um Linwood and shit. Mm. Um and then I got my first apartment. But like in real life it was probably right on time because it was it was it was time for me yeah. uh to leave. But like in retrospect, I was making a lot of money living at home not paying any rent, not paying any real bills. Um, had I had, if I could do it over, um, I would have just wasted so much fucking money. <laughs> I was going to the bar. I was clubbing every like any guy, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We was out. Oh yeah, for you know sure. what I'm saying. Like for I had sure. a we, I had a budget two hundred dollars a night for yeah. like, like it was. God, I was, I was Mr. Allen's and Foot Locker were seeing so much money <laughs> I had from ninety a pair of jeans, nigga. <laughs> ninety. Just like go. it was, it's retarded. Nigga. My I, father still wears my clothes, <laughs> like from twenty five years ago. Like man. when I seen him on day before Thanksgiving and shit, like he had one of my shirts on from like <laughs> high school. And shit. Like, I had way too much shit, but it was right on time. It was I needed that little adjustment. I needed yeah. to to this, and because I moved in with my brother, uh, he worked midnight shift. I worked morning, so we really weren't never there yeah, at the but, same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But there was a, I guess there was a bit of a safety net there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like. Yo, them house bills wasn't no joke, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a crib, nigga. That heat bill. <laughs> I was like, he was like, man, the uh, the the consumers of DT was like, it's like five fifty. I was like, how many months is that? He was like, nigga, that's this month. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, this whole place need new windows. Yeah, turn this motherfucker heat down. But I think we're working for Christ, he had to go to uh, they transferred him to like Belvedere, Illinois, and shit. So when he left, um, I can either. Just pay everything at the crib. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna go get me an apartment. Cause, uh, right. There's yeah. no way I'm 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 dropping five hundred dollars <laughs> on fucking on a heat bill. All yeah. right, man. Now this is the last one before we get up out of here. Yeah, it's been our longest interview. We, 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 we went that quick. 
It went quick. But uh, you found out too early, too late around time that Santa Claus wasn't real. It's almost Christmas, guys. It's only right we ended like that. I found out too late. I remember <laughs> I remember the Christmas I found out, like yesterday. <laughs> I remember asking my mother for a basketball jersey, and we had like a guest bedroom in the house. And she used to keep like knickknacks, paper, shit in there. And I remember going in there and seeing the jersey, yeah. touching it. I put it on. Yeah. I walked that shit downstairs, and I said, this is the jersey I asked for. <laughs> my mother stood there and acted like I wasn't holding <laughs> shit in my hand. <laughs> I'm like, I wrote this down for Santa Claus. <laughs> and, she was, and she, like, legit looked at me. Nigga, I went back upstairs because I had also asked. This was the year I remember Street Fighter 2 had come out on Super Nintendo. Street Fighter 2 was also in the closet. I came back downstairs with the jersey and Street Fighter 2. And she was like, you shouldn't be snooping through things that ain't yours. Yeah. And I was like, all right. All right. That's how we're going to play this. That's that's how we're going to play this. Like, you're going to act like I don't have both these items in my hand. And then on Christmas Day... I opened up both them shits and I I, I, I took rem- the bitches back. I remember just making eye contact with her after I opened them up. <laughs> so 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 Santa Santa had these sitting in the closet. What if you wouldn't? What if they wouldn't have been there when you opened your gifts? Then I don't know. Because yeah, that'd have been an interesting recall. Yeah, like, and but, then she went and got them later and shit. But I remember when you're talking about too early, too late. I told my oldest son. Me and my ex-wife had this thing like, look, we not gonna tell him that Santa Claus is real but whenever he asks for the truth mm-hmm. we gonna give it to him yeah. my oldest asks for the truth like real young like pre-k mm-hmm. like he five yeah. and we told him like no there's no santa claus mommy and daddy buy your gifts that nigga went to school and told, told all anybody. the kids nigga when i went to pick him up that evening like it was kids crying like <laughs> legit like he told the whole class like no your mommy and daddy buy them gifts Santa Claus Duh, with the advent of the internet and cell phones is it a secret still well, my, my son still believe in Santa Claus he's seven he don't got the internet yeah he do he <laughs> just, he just ain't <laughs> like ran, he don't watch TV he just ain't ran across it yet man like it be like TV shows with like he getting cl- but he getting close to that age yeah, I'm a t- I'm a, he getting close I think I'm gonna tell him next year man but it, it kind of hurts it's like take the innocence away man like damn like you- so look this is, a, this is I heard this is a long time ago on the podcast right and it was a, a white family, a mother and her son. And she said their relationship was fractured over some Santa Claus shit. Mm-hmm. So he was like past the age where he should know that Santa Claus is not real. Yeah. And they was making fun of him at school. Mm-hmm. He went home, asked his mom, like, just just be straight with me. Mm-hmm. Is Santa Claus real? Yeah. Now, the husband, him and his family, they go all out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. They put hoof prints in the snow. Mm-hmm. And he was like tell him it's, it's real mm. but he knew his mom was lying because mm. he's seen it in her face so like i'm getting ridiculed at school i come to ask you for support and you look me in my eyes more and you lied to yeah. me and she was like our relationship was never the same after that because you the protector mm-hmm. and you you sat there in my face and lied to me listen nigga let that shit go let that shit go i mean do your mom lie to your face has she lied to my like face? like not not because on some mom shit right but like you know, I'm 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 getting ridiculed. I'm just I just need you to help me out, dog. Like what the fuck? Y'all keep telling me this and that and then so like which one is it? And look, man, I love my mama to death, but I remember the last time she like lied to my face, like nigga, I looked at her like the enemy. 
<laughs> like, no, but I was grown. Like, <laughs> I'm so, just saying. so my ex-wife was, you know how when you move from like apartment to apartment, it'd be that wait time. Sometimes it's ready. Sometimes it's not. She was moving from this apartment to this condo and something got fucked up and they needed like another three weeks with the condo. So she was living with my mother. She was living with her mama. You know, my kids up over there, but my mom was always like real involved. She going to go get her grandbabies. And I remember coming, like, Sunday would be the day we would exchange the kids. Crystal, my ex-wife, would always drop them off to my parents' house. Sometimes there'd be some food there. So, you know, we're going to kick it, watch the game. And I remember coming to the house, and I remember seeing, like, going in the basement and seeing her clothes hanging up. Like, she was washing them there. So I remember going upstairs. I'm like, this bitch living here? Like, Ma, you letting her live here till her apartment ready? And she looked at my face. She was like... Ah, oh, they not living here. I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. But I knew she was lying to me. So what I did, this is so fucked up. I took some of her clothes. Because, like, if you're not living here, you know. I spent the night, though, my nigga. Leave my clothes alone. No, nah, it was way too many. Like, nigga, it, she was washing loads. Yeah. I know? need a washing machine. Nigga, she was living there. She was living. What if she really wasn't though? And yo, you just called your mom a liar, and she's not lying. She just let her come wash I, her clothes I, and stay for two days. I knew how my dad was. So for like, my parents had the type of relationship where if he, if one of them say something, you don't question the other one. Mm-hmm. And I knew how my dad was not saying nothing. <laughs> I said something, something's awry. Like she, she really living here. Uh. Like he wasn't saying like, wasn't refuting it. Wasn't yeah. like let it go. I'm. He was like co-signing it quietly. And like that's between you and your mom. I'm yeah, like, yeah, and, I and, that's, to do it. and like when I found out, I was like, so like I confronted like, so she living here. Like I, what I did like later in the week, I just popped up because I always had a key. Yeah. So I'm just walking in and like she got on comfortable clothes. She got on pajamas and a rose. I'm like, oh, so you is living here? <laughs> like I confronted everybody. And she's like, well, you got my clothes. I'm like, you can have them back. But like. All, all y'all lying to me. <laughs> y'all supposed to be on my side of the divorce. No, and, and that was my thinking. Like, And she was like, they're my grandbabies, and I'm always going to look out for them. And my dad told me straight up, like, that's my wife. And you don't question me about my wife. Yeah, and that was yeah. the end of it. That's it. But that's she was it. lying to my face. My mama was lying to my face. I think it was too late mm-hmm. because uh, I've always been like the conspiracy nigga, like something ain't right here, right? <laughs> and, Handwriting. Um, and my father... We never had company over. Like, you couldn't... Family can spend the night. Yeah, but friends... Yeah, that's just not a thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody got a key. He ain't give us a key at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, how's Santa Claus getting here? Because we know you ain't... We ain't got no chimney. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he got a key that fits everybody. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't give people keys to this yeah. house. You know what I'm saying? So, we was like... Um, this kind of looked like your handwriting mm-hmm. on on the on the damn on, on the, the gifts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the next year it was written in block letters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then like we had stayed up and hid underneath the table. We were like we about to catch this nigga because like, I know I know something ain't right. And then like he he can't. We fuck around, fell asleep underneath the table though. <laughs> but we heard him downstairs like putting batteries in. Uh, we heard a remote control car. So yeah. he was probably downstairs yeah, putting, putting batteries shit, yeah. in a remote control car. That's but like we was like we gotta catch this nigga. Like, Man, this, like. It's not true. We know that, <laughs> but you don't know, right? Exactly. And like, it, there ain't no internet at the time. You just got school. Like, you don't know, but it's like, 
Come on, man. So man. we kind of figured it out first. Yeah, you know man. What I'm saying? But you're right. It's just that innocence of him. Once kid, so like my oldest, he been new, but he never like broke that shit to like his younger siblings. Mm-hmm. Like my my kids, my younger kids now still like believe, and he don't. Yeah. You know, Santa it's Claus really, coming for Christmas. It helps the kid imagination. Niggas got PS fives. They got <laughs> giant imaginations. Yeah, we don't need Santa Claus for a- imagination. But man. Christmas, it's American tradition now. Like yeah. nigga, Christmas. Trees and lights and for presents sure. and Speaking gifts. Speaking of, I gotta go get some lights when I leave this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the lights went out. I went to put the lights on. That shit wasn't working. Like, damn. You and you the money. man of the house and everybody looking at <laughs> you. To make, the li- <laughs> make the lights come on. Hell yeah. So I'm like, up. Oh, gotta get some lights tomorrow, dog. But man, I appreciate y'all coming on, man. Man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the invite. Like I said, man. I, I'm still, you know, saying appreciate for y'all having me on y'all platforms and everything like that, man. So I already know this is a connection that we gonna, you know, saying keep on building and stuff for like sure. that. For sure. And uh, shit, give people where you can find y'all on socials and stuff. Um, Jay Johnson three one three on everything that matters. Um, follow Shop Talk Podcast on um, Instagram, Shop Talk Podcast Studio on Instagram. Shit, just go to Shop Talk Podcast Studio dot com and book some time. Uh, it's Dame three underscores three one three on Instagram and TikTok. I just got back on Twitter. It's Wild Dame three one three on Twitter. Uh, and I tell niggas at me, talk to me. I talk back. When you're talking to me on the socials, you're talking to me. And if mm-hmm. you want to connect with me, that's the best place to find me. If you don't know me, or you can find me your local five below. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, you already know, man. Episode one eighty, Shop Talk Podcast, Jay Johnson, Damn going wild and shit, man. You already know what it is, man. Salute, peace. Hey, peace. ain't no competition for this. I don't see it, man. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.